cliffcentral.com. Well, we're turning two, and the most important thing I can say is thank you for joining us on this incredible journey. A lot of people didn't think we'd make it past a few months, and uh, here we are, bigger and better than ever, with more and more programs. Um, we're discovering new talent. We're winning over more and more people in the audience, and it's terrific that uh, you and you and I and everybody else could have shared this. So thank you. And to give you an idea of how it all works behind the scenes, we thought we'd let you in and let you get to know and meet for the first time some of the people who are involved in making sure that everything happens. Some of the backroom staff who you may not have heard on air before, you might have heard their names mentioned, but now you get to meet the whole cliffcentral.com family. And we're going to um, open the curtain and let you in backstage. Take a listen to this. So we'll start off with Ben. Ben is obviously a part of the morning show here on Cliff Central, but he also has his own show, The Bounce Show, and you can find out more about Ben by going to thebounce.co.za. Here he is being interviewed by Michael Flax. Ben Kopinski, better known as the sports guy on the Gareth Cliff Show, right? That's correct, Michael. That is And uh, at follow the bounce on Twitter. Yep. Please follow. Tell your friends. <laughs> what were you doing before Cliff Central? Uh, I was working at an ad agency and running my website from there. Basically, I did very little ad agency. I was just acting busy but doing my own thing. Working at an ad agency and now on radio, that's like a complete contrast. Well, I think everything in in media and sports and entertainment is all the same thing. It's just another avenue. So I wanted to get involved in radio because I like talking about sports. I do it anywhere. And uh, yeah, it was it was a plan. Did you study advertising or study radio or anything like that? Interesting story, actually. When I moved to Joburg from Cape Town, because I grew up in Cape Town, mm-hmm. and then at 21, I moved to Joburg, and I was doing, I was doing a course in radio. It was terrible. Like Ex-radio DJs were telling you how to talk. Like, <laughs> now this is a link. If you come out of this, and you've got to say this. And you're like, oh, okay. And they took you to all the studios and everything, and um, I really wanted to get into radio. And then I met a guy called Gareth Cliff, and I thought, I don't want to do radio anymore. Where did you guys meet? Uh, at the Five Film Studios, actually. I, the girl that he was stopping at the time was <laughs> was giving me an intro into radio. So I sat in on her show, and then he was there. And then we just became kind of like, we got to know each other. Uh, we had some mutual friends. And um, for 10 years after that, I did nothing in, in radio whatsoever. So you went straight into the... I went into DJing. Michael, I've actually got quite a sordid, colorful youth. So you've DJed, you've been in advertising radio I, now? For five, six years, all I did was I played deep house music and funky house music in clubs and went all around the country with it. And then I studied personal training. I hated gyms, didn't do that. <laughs> and then I got into advertising after working in marketing because that was something that was quite simple because uh, I could just speak about stuff. Um, I worked for an alcohol company. So I was actually just, I was just peddling hardtack, <laughs> peddling hardtack out late, getting hammered a lot. I was a professional drunk. What's the DJ lifestyle like? Did you have groupies? Well, look, I mean, there's various, there's various <laughs> kinds of DJs, right? <laughs> there's like Fresh, who's making lots of money and he mm-hmm. does what he wants and he plays these really great hour sets and he's really amazing. And then you get producers, you know, obviously there's guys like Euphonic who done really well. And then you get guys that you'll see at like a news cafe or you'll get a guy you'll see at a sports club. I like to think I was maybe somewhere in the lesser part of middle of that. So I'd play like cool gigs, but I I was a working DJ in that I had to keep playing gigs to survive. And I, it wasn't that great, but every, every now and again, it was awesome. I remember when I started working at Cliff Central, I was behind the scenes here, like operating the cameras while you guys were on TV. And you came in one day 
And then I thought, okay, this is a guest talking about like the World Cup and what, what. <laughs> and then you just stayed three days and I thought it might have been like a guest that, that has a cool story. And then eventually you started like wearing different colored t-shirts, sports related. And I was like, okay, this must be the sports dude. <laughs> well, see, I wasn't even given the title. Um, I could, I, I've known Gareth for a long time. And uh, I said to him, like, it'd be really great to do sports sometime on your new tra- like platform. The guy literally, he, he ignored me for about three, four months. Um, like, we, we didn't chat a lot, like, all the time. Like, we, we knew each other. We were mates. Mm-hmm. We would chat, like, every now and again, catch up. But he uh, he literally blanked my calls. He, like, he blue-ticked me, the whole deal. Oh, shit. And then I think eventually Rena said, you know what, Gareth, you probably should get sports on here. And then I was given this hasty trial where, as you can see, I came in here with no title, nothing. What goes into doing sports? Like, I spoke to your dad like a few days ago and he told me he was up at 4 a.m. prepping to mm. when he stood in for your sports. Yeah, look, my dad's quite thorough. He's a bit of a nerd like that, which is, is admirable. Because, Waking up at 4 a.m.? Yeah, but he does anyway. He's always been like that. Um, look, I, I live, breathe, eat, all that kind of stuff, sport, right? So by osmosis, a lot comes into me anyway. I wake up at 4.30 every morning. Um, I feed the cats. I turn the TV on and I go through websites. So... Every morning I'm prepping for 45 minutes on current stuff, but then throughout the day I'm always writing stuff. You know, I write for, I've got a website, I write for other websites, um, I do features here and there for other forms of media. So like I'm always involved in sport. If, if you didn't do that and you had to prep for a show, I would say it'd be nearly impossible. Cause even though it's 10 minutes or whatever, I can potentially speak for half an hour every day because you, you have to have that much sport. And even then, someone will say, where the hell is this? Or why don't you do more of this, you dickhead? Yeah, people often like bash you for not mentioning a certain sport or too much on a certain sport. So let's just get this out the way. What are your favorite sports and what are your favorite sports teams? I've given up all hope in teams because I jinx them all. But I love rugby. I think there's something very special about rugby. I think every child should play rugby. It teaches you a lot about life. Um I love cricket because, again, it's a sport that teaches you a lot about life. Mm-hmm. A lot of these sports aren't very rational. That's why the Americans don't pick it up because they're not simple. And um, golf, I believe, is even it's, it's more than a sport. These are the three things that really make me tick in life, and I, I know a lot about them because I, I physically love them. Football, I, I love the idea of football, but very much like an Adam Sandler movie. It lets you down. <laughs> you know, there's so much hype, and, and then eventually it's just like, oh, okay. So, look, I, I, football's probably fourth or fifth. What's your feeling towards cycling? I just think there's better things to do with your with your time as a human. I really <laughs> do. There's better things you can wear. There's better exercises you can do. Having said that, uh, my dad is a keen and passionate cyclist, and I'll ever appreciate him taking me to go watch the Tour de France one year back in 94. That must have been cool. It was. It was very cool. Like, I was 12, but watching it. And the thing is, in Europe, they don't play cricket, right? So mm-hmm. the biggest summer sport in Europe is cycling. And all those countries absolutely love it. And the Tour de France is incredible. But as a sport, when a guy says to me, I've taken up cycling, he's dead to me. We're no longer friends. When when you go through like certain life changes, like changing your job, your lifestyle, and that new opportunities arise, what would you say has changed your life since you've come to work at Cliff Central? I've really learned what a full day of work is. Like people think that the show ends at nine and sorry, the show ends at nine and that's it. But um, earlier in on the morning show, Timisha Masha was saying that you need four or five jobs to work in the industry. <laughs> like this is job one for me. I've got essentially two others, and um, this is definitely the most fun. I find as one show ends, the next show feels like it's starting because I'm already planning for tomorrow's show. Exactly. 
And um, what have you learned from being at Cliff Central? You have to have a thick skin, not just here, but in life. Um, y- you really can't take anything too personally. Uh, like it's, it's a tough school, this Cliff Central place. Uh, I mean, we're all here working quite di- hard and something very difficult. So you can't get too precious about anything and you've really got to just move on with things. Uh, I think some people don't like the place as much as I do. They maybe do get a bit touchy. <laughs> uh, they do internalize some issues from time to time. You've really got to take everything on the chin. And again, it's like, it's, it's, it mimics life in that respect. So yeah, I think those are the two big things. I heard a couple of rumors in the office that you've got a top five or 10 list of the people you like the most at Cliff Central. Yeah, Michael, I believe in motivating people. Um, <laughs> there isn't really a list. I make all that stuff up as I go along, but I mean, you should see how Kat, it brightens up her day when she realizes that she might be in the top five. Uh, <laughs> it's complete bullshit, of course, but yeah, like there's certain running jokes that everyone has in this place and uh, you've got to kind of be in it just to believe it. It's, it's a funny place to work because everyone here is completely cooked in the head. If I had to say you have to pick one person to be your favorite, who's your favorite? Uh, it's such a near impossible question. I can pick five or six people who I'd never, ever want to see in my life ever again. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I've, it's so close between uh, Jono. He's a good guy. I mean, like Jono's one of those guys that gets stuff done, right? Doesn't mm. take things too personally. He's got a good sense of humor. Between him and uh, Neil from the sales department or the head of sales. Well, that's always nice to know you don't make the list. So who's your least likely? Look, I just don't think Sierra and I are cut from the same cloth. Um, I think Mobs and I are very different people. I respect them as humans, but I don't think we'd ever hang out socially. Um, did I say Sierra? Yeah, you okay. mentioned him at yeah, the okay. start. So, yeah, Sierra. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I, I do actually like everyone else here. <laughs> I, I do. It's quite a short list. <laughs> Wait, and lastly, where do you see Cliff Central in about two years? I think the hardest thing is reality with all of the stuff, right? It's retaining who we have here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can do that, and I would love to say that I can do anything I can in order to maintain that. If we have the same people as committed as we are now, in two years' time, we will be somewhere bigger. We'll be somewhere fancier. I think lunch will be supplied to us. That's how much money will be being made. I can't wait for that day. How cool that be here. Huh? I and, hear um, from my friends that they get lunch at work. Yeah. Different like, meals. Yeah, we'll get perks like that. We'll even probably have a chill room. Um, Michael, it's, it's, it really is one of those things that the potential is so huge. I've never seen potential like I have seen here. I've be, I've worked for companies. I've consulted to people. I've been in different places. And um, I've obviously seen lots of sporting enterprises, but nothing is like this because there's a lot of hope and interest and there's something quite special. Two years' time, uh, yeah, I've got to go with my heart on this one. I think it's going to be a really good thing. Even though I didn't make your short list of favorites, thank you very much for no, giving you're, you're me your five. time. <laughs> you're top five, Michael. Ben Kopinski, the sports guy on the Gareth Cliff Show. Sia Sangweni Finn is the president of the Cliff Central Youth League. <clears throat> but yes. he's also he's one of the founding members here because you were here before any other staff were employed. Yeah. Um, From hashtag unfurnished to hashtag unradio. Yeah. And you actually started working with me at 5FM mm-hmm. as an intern for the last three months of our time there. Yeah. So you got to see the whole transition and everything else. And I'm sure you must have been terrified in the beginning. For me, it was fascinating, and I mean that in every sense of the word, from the beginning to the end, because I've never seen this world before. And so anything has been a huge cherry on top. So I was seeing this, and you know, there were days 
that were absolutely pleasant and there were days that were like <laughs> unpleasant bottom of, bottom of the bottom but yeah. it was i was really learning so much in every single day so now how did you start you sent an email you sent emails to everybody in, yes. the, in the industry yes you decided you wanted to be oprah uh-huh But also with that, you know, this is when you and I differ in our thinking, but I always believe there's no such thing as a coincidence and things Mm. always happen for a reason. I think so. I, you know, we don't differ. Okay. So at least we we agree on that. Um, For many, many years, as soon as I fell in love with the media industry, I always thought one day I'd just love the opportunity to get to sit across someone and be able Mm. to talk to them and ask them about what makes them tick and what, what they love and what they dislike and their views on the world. And for lack of originality, I always thought, hmm, if I had the show, I'd call it one-on-one. Oh. And so I was in high school uh, one day on Twitter because totally see, I wasn't focusing on physics. He was focused on Twitter then. And I found this, you know, this Twitter pro- profile at one-on-one essay. So I thought, who is this stealing my idea? How dare they? So I followed them and they followed back after a while. I was like, well, this is getting interesting. And a little while later, I noticed it was Rena Brimberg, your manager and business partner. And so that's when these, you know, pieces in this puzzle began to all fit together. And that, you know, long story short, the rest is history. And here I am. So yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. Yeah, Rena has a, a rule that she replies to every email, and she and uh, bless her for that. Yeah, and she found you. <laughs> no, which was which was a great find for us too, because you know we're always looking for people with potential, and we're looking for people with talents, and people mm-hmm. with a with a with a with a mind and a, a voice. And I call it the twenty first century story. You know, who yeah. else can say they technically got their their job through Twitter? Yeah. And in three days, Nuchal. You did. And then you, you started with us straight away. And when we started uh, Cliff Central, mm-hmm. you were doing everything. Yeah. I mean, for a while, you were running around emptying rubbish bags. You were you were writing press briefings. I was sitting with Nolene on her couch. You were doing everything. <laughs> That's right. You made it onto the Nolene Maholwana Sanku yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was your first TV appearance. Very first ever. And I remember I was like, I don't know what's happening here. And don't look what, what happened. Within a couple of months of you being on that show, they canceled it. <laughs> You're poisonous. But can I tell you, after that interview as well, I don't think I've, you actually know this. I started receiving messages of people saying, um, so what is your agenda? What are you doing for the people? I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, no, well, you're the president of the Cliff Central oh, Youth wow. League. So they took so, it seriously. Yes. So uh, little do they know, it was a couple of minutes before we went on air. We were like, hey, we need funky titles. But now people are saying, you're not doing a good job. You're not representing the youth. <laughs> what do you remember about us starting here two years ago? Your it was just venturing into the unknown, you know, and that in itself was both liberating and could also cause so much anxiety. Cause, you know, for my parents who are very, um, traditional and they're huge academics in that sense, you know, they believe you go to school, you study further, you get your degree, you get your job and you get, you know, the ideal house and two and a half kids, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. For now I'm saying, listen, it's this new cool path and I'm going to work and I come back later. They're like, so what did you do today? I'm like, well, um, I looked after a dog for a while. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to like screw furniture together. And the, you know, how do you explain that? <laughs> and how do you make it sound constructive to them? Um, but yeah, it was all just part of what we have today. And there's never a, d- a day that I regret. And there's so much that you look back on, you you cannot believe has gone on in the last two years. I remember um, 
that you were also involved in the auditions that we did on air. Yes. But before we had a lineup, that was what you were putting together. Yes. Um, and, and there were lots of weird people in and out of this place. That was, you know, going back once again to my whole love of the media industry and just being able to sit across people. That I was basically there on steroids. I was having the best time ever to hear about these people and how they... Who's been the most interesting person you've met while you've been at Cliff Central? Oh, that's kind of like making me choose my favorite child. Okay. Most fascinating... Don't answer that, but someone who yeah. you, you were unexpectedly pleased to meet. I, I, I just think it comes surprisingly you know where where i'm stationed during your show in the mornings and i get to greet the guests first and i think i get to experience the guests as raw as ever yeah well it's early in the morning oh yeah they don't know what to expect exactly and so you're the first face they see they will come in here and they will scream and shout about um traffic <laughs> and they will be on the phone with their family members. I found out one individual who we all assume is very happy, clappy, and smiley had an estranged father that he was going to the funeral of Ooh. that weekend. I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> I always say, if I was possibly paid, you know, to expose certain saucy hey, stories. One day you can write a book. Exactly. That's, that's definitely what I write You should write, write these about. things down in the meantime. But it's, it's being able to connect <laughs> to people and being able to find out those fascinating details of their stories. Yeah. Now, in the current working environment, there are a lot of uh, interesting people here at Cliff Central. Yes. Lots of lots of guests who come in through the doors. But our own staff, um, there are some of these people that you are notoriously good at getting <laughs> along with and and notoriously bad at getting along with. Yes. Yeah. Who are some of those? No, well, open up. Tell me. I'm peace, love, and harmony. I you have had no, you have had whole kick. stretches of time where you didn't talk to Ari. You didn't talk oh, yes. to Cat. Yeah. You didn't talk to this one. Yeah, I've yeah. always been very upfront with people in that sense. I, I And I still use this as a prime example. I said, I've gone almost a month not talking to one of my sisters as we live under the same roof. Like, <laughs> I believe if you do not fight with people, you are not normal. Because you you see things in certain ways, see, uh, you may not see things. <laughs> a lot of people ask me where you get your energy because it just doesn't stop. Uh, I, uh, I think I've that's never debatable. Seen you I've, no, I've never seen you dead quiet and dumb. Yes. Yeah, but I am. I, I do have my days when I'm just like, ah, machine gunning everyone. Like, get away from me. When I, I, I always think of myself as like a 0% sort of person or 100% sort of person. So Nothing like, in between. Yeah. So if you make me angry, you know, I can love you today like the best person ever. But if I do not get along with you, I do not even know your name tomorrow. Right. I, I pull the Mariah Carey stunt, you know? <laughs> Mariah Carey has this like little rant with J-Lo and years ago. And so an interviewer asked her like, um, uh, Mariah, what do you think of J-Lo? She goes, I don't know her. And then 12 years later, another interviewer asked her, you know, Mariah Carey's thinking, you know, it's 12 years. Of course she's, she's moved on. Yeah. And she goes, um, Mariah Carey, what do you think of J-Lo? She goes, I still don't know her. Wow. <laughs> That's hardcore. So the Mariah Carey approach on things. Um, what do you think Cliff Central will be like and look like and feel like in two years from now Yo, when we're four? I've been thinking about that answer and I really don't even know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Because when we started, you know, even during your 5FM days, as we're talking about this new chapter and what you were moving on to, initially – the vision was just your show, mm -hmm. three hours, was going to be on the internet with all these cool features. And here we are now with 
12 hours of live listener, live programming with all of these people on board. So who knows what the next two years have in mind? I will not be surprised if in two years there's a Cliff Central cruise and we are stopping off at the Bahamas and then oh, we move nice. on to Brazil. So, I, I, I may not know what to expect, but I know I will be surprised. And I know that the future is exciting. Who's, so, the, who's the most difficult person on the staff to get uh, I will openly to. say myself. No, no, first. no. That's a, that's a cop-out. We all know that it's Ben. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ben, ben and I, you know, I think Ben has been the most refreshing person <laughs> in this office because he's very, like, frank with yeah. his beliefs. Like, yeah. yo, don't like you, don't like you. I'm happy today. I'm happy you know, I don't feel like talking to you. I don't feel like, and there's, there's no gray area. Right. So bless his soul, Ben. I think like, yeah, we're, we're sort of good right now. And Sia, <laughs> what do you think the future holds for you? For me personally, mm. I just hope I don't land up in a psychiatric ward or rehab. Either that, I'll be good. <laughs> Thank you. Sia Sangweni Finn. <laughs> Thank you, Gareth. This is uh, an interview Sia Sangweni Finn did with uh, Aria Kelman, who's, of course, the host of our afternoon show here on Cliff Central. He's also our creative director. All right. So from Cliff Central conversations to hashtag unfurnished, but to hashtag unradio. And now here we are with Kelman on Cliff Central. Mr. Aria Kelman is here. Yay. Can you clap for yourself at least? Yay. Thank you. How are you, Aria? Uh... I'm good. Okay. I'm not, I was not even going to get into the psychological happenings. Moving on. We well, here's a means of celebration. Cliffcentral.com is turning two. Yes. I think this is pretty awesome, actually, because when you look back, you and I were both here from the very beginning. And what an interesting slash confusing slash anxiety-inducing time that was. But before that, how did you end up here at Cliff Central? What were you up to before? Uh, so, uh, before Cliff Central, um, I was working at 5FM, but I'd known Arena for quite a long time prior to that. Uh Um, I'd kind of gone to her intermittently, um, sort of each year, maybe like two, three years in advance of Cliff Central, just listening back to some of the stuff that I was doing on community radio, on another online radio station, some of the stuff I was doing on 5 on Thomas's weekend show. Um, and so, yeah, I would just sit and have these listening sessions with her at uh, TBWA. Uh, and then I read Reg Lascaris's book in which, uh, like the only person he mentions in addition to John Hunt is Rena Brumberg twice. So you in knew the book. like, okay. So I knew she was quite a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I kind legit. of know, but I didn't really know. Um, and after finishing the book, I dropped her a message. This was, I think, uh, the, the beginning of the year that Gareth left five. That yeah. was 2014. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, congrats on all the mention in Reg's book. That's a big deal. And then she said to me, yeah, we're working on something that's uh, pretty interesting. Maybe you'd be keen on speaking about it. And then it was kind of a back and forth. What was interesting though is that, you know, I'd been given the comms from five that Gareth was leaving before anybody knew. So yeah. it was interesting having that. Uh, what did you think of that? When you heard the news, because I remember I was part of the team. I did not know whether I was coming or going. And I heard that I felt like I was part of a top secret mission. So for you, when you heard that, what went through your mind? Uh, It was quite a big piece of information. Uh, I mean, the reason that I knew um, was Kim Sears, who was at the time head of PR. She's now the sales manager at Five. 
uh, she'd phoned me and said, we need to document this because I was doing all five's multimedia stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being, I was on some media trip taking photos in downtown Jersey and there totally I was. Normal, yeah. <laughs> that's how cool and hipster we are. Uh, uh, and I got this call from her and I thought, this is, this is really big news. It's going to impact people in a massive way. But again, it was just so interesting because I'd had these comments with Rena where she hadn't told me that's what was happening. So I was yeah. like, there must be something cooking here. Um, so it was a bit of a double agent vibe. And then that morning, um, was one of the most interesting mornings that, you know, I ever had at five. The Guys, most last show. On yeah. Five. The most interesting morning that I can say that I ever had at five, um, mm. was the, and it was just a very heavy one was the morning that, um, everyone found out that Nelson Mandela had passed away. Yeah. That was, and I was there for Gareth's broadcast, um, after he'd left the club, I think he was playing a tiger tiger and he came through. Uh, and he did that incredibly powerful broadcast and Fresh did it as well. That was the most powerful morning I'd ever had at five. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about it. So that's why I said it. Um, but the second was, was when he announced that he was leaving and I was there for that full sort of three hours and you were there and that's where we met. Yeah. Uh, and that's where, that's where I met Kim because journalists were outside and there boom. was tequila. I was like, yes. yeah, let me offer journalists but, some tequila. Wrong beyond. <laughs> but the most interesting, uh, part about you and I meeting, yes. I think was you tweeted that we'd met and then Rena <laughs> responded. <laughs> Rena is a co-founder. <laughs> well. I will never forget. <laughs> Tell everyone what she responded with <laughs> because i was being that okay let me actually tell a little behind the scenes story to that as well because i think you deny this but i was walking around the studio i was taking pictures of my ballet and cs is there and i was taking pictures of gareth and i was like hey i don't know who this guy is in the corner but he's been saying the whole the whole morning so i don't want to make him feel awkward yeah. so i was like hey let's take a selfie you said no <laughs> It's like, okay, he said no, but I'm still going to take it. <laughs> so I took the picture. A little later, I tweeted like, hey, great meeting you, blah, 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 blah. Then you responded back, what does Rena Brunberg say? <laughs> she responds, hashtag love fest. I was yeah. like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on, so I'll just like keep quiet. But, but you were really interesting in that space and time as well. Uh, and listen, let's not flip this on me because <laughs> I'm interviewing you and you aren't about no, to. No, but it was comments. really, it was just kind of, it is interesting thinking back on it um because you'd become a big part of that morning show team by bringing them coffee at six yeah and you just had i remember even thinking to myself wow he has this literally kid who's integrated into one of the biggest morning shows in the country so seamlessly mm-hmm. um and i'm like one of the most awkward people that like i couldn't in- i mean that flow that they had on five with that team yeah was it was a very like you can't sit with us club um, I think everyone's a lot nicer now, but uh, that's the vibe that I got. Cause it, I mean, I don't think the, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. You just like flip this so much. Okay. Contrary to, okay. Done. Done. No, but I was very impressed. Me. I was very impressed. Well, with you, okay. And then now here I am. And you just got along with everyone so great. And I was like, oh. He has these like six year olds walking in. <laughs> Here's the thing with Ariel Calvin. You could never have one on the surface flowing conversation. Anyway, back to my pre-planned conversations. Yeah. Cause I'm so Deborah Patter with the situation. Uh, why did you plan to come to Cliff Central? Well, why did you go with the flow and so easily say yes to this entire journey? I'm going to be wildly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I, it was a very easy decision for me to make. I didn't know what I was going to do here. Initially, it was going to be to do like video stuff on Gareth's show and that, which is what I was doing at five. Yes. 
uh, I remember meeting Gareth and Rena at TBWA, and uh, there was even a couch that was shaped in like a, ha- a hand. You know those hand couches? Yes. And I remember sitting on that hand well, couch like the thing. F- for the pinky and the thumb. Like yeah, the yeah. Hand rest, and yeah. I was so nervous. And they said they're starting this online thing. They spoke a little bit about the Comedy Central aspect as well, because at that time that you mm-hmm. know was part of it. Um, and it was an instant. Yes. And then I remember um, it was literally at the time of renewing contracts with uh, Five and they'd offered me, in addition to what I was doing, two other contracts, which, you know, so three, which is kind of almost unheard of in that space. Wow. Um, And I remember going when I had to say that I wasn't after I'd signed the letter of uh, because they give you a letter before the contract saying, are you going to do it? And I'd sign that. And then I had to go and tell Tim Zunkel, who's the programming manager at the time, like, peace out. It's been real. Um, well, there's the loss of it. Peace out, it's been real. And by the way, I don't mind saying this. He wasn't like the nicest oak about it. Um, yeah. No, he really wasn't. Like he said it was gonna, it wasn't gonna be anything. So it's, yeah, boo hoo to you, to his <laughs> uncle two years later. Um, but he was, I mean, he's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> you can't say that. They're no, I really don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's move on. Yes. Uh, and then uh, I said no to him. That was a Friday afternoon at about two o'clock. And that night I got onto a plane and went to the States for three and a half weeks on holiday. Yeah. And so I watched everything Is unfold. That's soul searching. Moment? Yeah. I went to Coachella and back when I used to have time to take holidays. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, I remember, <laughs> Like being in New York, like I was staying in this tiny little hotel room and signing up to the Cliff Central landing page for the mailing list. Uh-huh. And then literally the day I got back, uh, I texted Rena and I was like, cool, I'm back. Where are you guys at? And she sent me the address, which is where we still situated at now. Yeah. And I came through and we started building chairs and there's even a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember being so nervous. I think, um, like the one thing that these past two years have taught me, uh. the one thing that it's given me and is is confidence i i think it's given me a confidence in what i'm able to to do mm-hmm. and what i'm able to achieve because you know at the the root of it all were was rena and gareth who kind of believed in me and you know believing in someone is almost like giving them a key to unlock their potential mm. which is a big deal but i i'd have to say from my own personal perspective something that i marvel at with you constantly is how passionate you are in your work yes there are times you'll be like "Eh, don't want to do it but i i think that's admirable because if your heart isn't in it you are not going to do something and with your passion and how that manifests into everything that you do i mean you start off on gas show and you were doing this kim kardashian's vagina monologue (laughs) (laughs) to now heading the entire station as a creative director how important is passion and creativity in everything that you do and more especially in a space like this where there's no blueprint of what you should do or wh- where you should go, but here you are constructing your own world. Well, that's exactly the most powerful line is the ability to construct your own world. So yeah. often, you know, you go into a space where it is constructed and people have very specific ideas of what the parameters are. So the magnificence of this space has been that there are no parameters, which is also a challenge, um, but it's a great challenge. I don't believe that. I'd be able to even at this point walk into a place where I was told you can do X, Y, and Z versus saying I want to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, so the space to create has been just something to be wildly, wildly grateful for. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Now that we've been so deep, 
Let's now go on to the airy-fairy, fluffy stuff that will land us in trouble as well. Aria Kalman, who's your favorite person at Cliff Central? My favorite person at Cliff Central, I, she, everyone knows this, is uh, Jane Malachi, the domestic oh, goddess yeah, of Cliff Central. Jane Malachi. Uh, Jane, in fact, you can tell the story of how Jane and I met because she told it to you the oh, other day. No, 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 no. You can have the honors I don't remember, of, I don't remember it as clearly as she does. That? Yeah. For her, it's like a milestone in her life. Uh, but I can so believe that this is what yes, I did. What I did it, what you guys happened? were like, you're building furniture or something. And like, <laughs> you saw her in the corner fixing something up. You walk up to her, you go, hey, what's your name? She goes, Jane. She goes, yeah, like, what do you do here? She goes, like, no, well, I'm here to help out. She goes, cool. I'm Aria. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> Ever since then, you guys have just been like basically nauseatingly inseparable. But I think it's just because Jane is just the most what you see is what you get person. Yeah, but what I hate and is... And she's so unaffected. What I hate is when I hang out with her alone, she's cool. When I hang out with you alone, you're cool. Then when you guys are together, you guys just shut me out. We only have eyes for each other, yeah. Okay, whatever. I'll just move past that. I love you, Jane. I really do. She's yes, such I just, a sweetheart. Just open my mouth and it's all there. <laughs> anyway, who irritates you the most around here? Who irritates me the most at Cliff Central? Um, irritates in a loving you, way. You can't talk about the person who's sitting in the interviewer's chair here. Uh, no, no, you don't irritate me. I think um, when you work in such a close proximity, you go through phases with people. You go through phases where you really like someone, phases where someone does something that annoys you. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, this journey to becoming self-actualized. Oh, or crazy is, with a K. Is a long one. Uh, but I, I am a f- massive believer in conflict. I actually, yes. deep down, I think I love conflict and I seek it out because if I've really, like, like you and I have had tarts before, like, and yeah. we've really wrestled with each other on like a FU kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. There were moments. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, you still have to see the person every day. So usually what happens in my life is but I'll I like, can move on perfectly. Yeah. Fine yeah. No, yeah. You can, yeah. But usually what happens is like, I'll have these like, uh, like, in fact, mo- all the relationships in my life with people are always like these like ex- extensive, like, oh, I'm going to bring you down. You're going to bring me down kind of elastic things. And then sometimes what happens is you just don't see the person again. But yeah, yeah you have to see the person every day. Um, and I think it makes the the collective stronger because there's so much that subconsciously we all think. But you um, still haven't answered the question. What was the question? Who irritates you the most? Because <laughs> uh, irritates is such a negative word. Okay, who's your least favorite person my least, in most situations? My least favorite person in most situations. Treat me like your HR manager here. Mm, my least favorite person in most... I don't know. I thought like you were getting onto something. Like, Who did conflict. you think I was going to say? No, I thought like you said like conflict was normal, etc., etc. So... I, I don't know. I, who did you think I was going to say? No, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? It's your life. No, I dig everyone. I mean, I might not dig someone on Monday, but then I'll dig them on Tuesday. Like, it's, yeah, no, no one irritates me. You're so creative with the K. That's your problem. <laughs> All right, listen. So we're going to bear everything on the line right yeah. now. This is your time. We're two years in. You know, maybe there's something you want to confess. Have you ever, like, did you ever steal a teaspoon from the kitchen and never brought it back? Did you ever break, like, a pot plant? What's I took most- a box of Snickers the other day. <laughs> And I gave everyone else so much shit about taking them, but then I took one. No. (laughs) Shame Uh, on you, actually. No, but I organized them to be here in the first place. Mm, It's my connection. Okay, but then, like, who brought it up for you? 
Uh, what do you mean? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, do I have a Is there anything else? Yeah. Uh, What's your most embarrassing moment you've ever had here? My most embarrassing moment I've ever had here. I don't know. No, nothing too terrible. No. Nothing too bad. Probably something on air, but that I just can't remember right now. Well, and that's all available on podcasts. So Maybe we'll like when the mics eternity. were left on. <laughs> <laughs> and I Don't was being an asshole. <laughs> right, Aria, as you wrap things up now, though, it's been a very interesting two years. So much has happened here, then, everywhere. But like, when you look into the future, where do you think Cliff Central will be in two years' time? It's weird. I want to give a really powerful answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want some music in the background? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's no post editing on this stuff. Oh, okay. Um, where will Cliff Central be in the future? You know what? You know what my answer will be. Yes. Oh, gonna, here we go. I'm gonna impart some wisdom that I was uh, told the the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, where Cliff Central will be in the future is um, wherever it needs to be. It'll be in the right space and time. And whoever's around will be the right people to have been there. Um, and whatever Cliff Central is supposed to do to the South African narrative, to the African narrative, to the global narrative, it will just naturally, organically be. Yeah, I have no predictions on the next two years, but whatever it is, it'll be right. Okay, so while I go and think about that, <laughs> Ari, thank you very much. This is, I, I can never ask you anything and like expect a little linear answer. So of course now I need to think where Clifford will be with the right people as it tells a narrative, but it's very, very cool to find out some of your inner little insights about this crazy and, little place. But you call just before we wrap it up, I yes. do have to say, ah, uh, here we go. No, that you are just such a rock star as yeah, well. We're gone. No, you really, really are. I get annoyed when people do that to me in interviews, but I, I really do mean it. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Eric Kalman, I think you're a rock star. Hashtag <laughs> now Mabale Molloy takes on Duncan Mabaso, who is um, renowned at cliffcentral.com for trying to hit on all of our female guests. So Duncan is the engineer for a lot of the shows, and he does a tremendous job of kind of making sure that all the hosts know what's going on. He also does uh, some of our podcasts and always has advice for everybody. Here he is, Duncan Mabaso, being interviewed by Mabali. I'm talking to Duncan Mabaso, who joined us right at the very beginning. When yay, Cliff, yay, okay, yay. Uh, okay, when Cliff Central launched. Uh, Duncan, um, for the benefit of all of us, just remind us again what it is exactly that you do at Cliff Central. What is your job description? Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Once again, my wife, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> you know, I'm very privileged to be in your presence being interviewed by okay, you. Okay. All right. And, uh, just to answer your question, I, I want to say that, uh, what do I do actually here? Well, I, I'm part of the, the whole process from recording a podcast mm. to uploading it on the website, bringing in guests. And uh, just looking after the, the studio where most of the action happens. Bringing in guests is a particular part of your responsibilities that you take very seriously, Duncan. We've often seen the way that you handle guests, the female guests, to be more specific. Yeah. Um, tell me, ha- having started working at Cliff Central, has this increased the um, opportunities that you have for hitting on the opposite sex? Uh, you see, I'll have to stop you right there, Mabale. It's not hitting. I'm not hitting on anyone. Right. For me, it's more about the Cliff Central experience. Oh, okay. You know, right. our, our guests come in here. We want to make them feel loved. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we want to touch them, okay. touch their hearts. 
you know, make them feel good. So it's mainly about that. And has action increased for me? I'm very loyal to my girlfriend, who actually I met here at Cliff Central. Oh, tell when, me more about that. When I bought her okay, in. tell me that story. <laughs> well, when I when I first met her, she was gonna be interviewed on uh, <laughs> Untapped Talent. <laughs> The story writes itself. By, uh, with Sia Sangweni. What did you say to her when you first met her? Well, I have to say, this first time I saw her, I was like, wow, god damn it. These, she looked like the type of girl that someone like me could never end up with, you know, just coming from the back roads of Kugasdorp, like nothing. You just see the Santon girl, uh, like, Aish. out of your league. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, th- I think what gave me the courage was the fact that I had the brand Cliff Central behind me. So I felt that I could just mac on any, well, not mac on anyone, just uh, be confident to speak to anyone. What do, what do you think it is that you said to her that convinced her that, you know what, maybe I could spend more time talking to this guy? Hmm. I think she just saw my energy and just saw the kind of person that I'd, I'd eventually turn out to be. Mm. So that's what she's probably fell in love with. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, now you mentioned the dusty streets of Krugersdorp in your own words. Mm. What were you doing before you came to work for Cliff Central? I was uh, volunteering at a local radio station called West Side FM. It's still going on now. Where is it? It's in Krugersdorp still. Okay. And uh, I was, what was I doing there? I was producing a jazz show. Uh, I had my own show as well called The Musical Showcase. <laughs> 3 a.m. until 6 a.m. was madness every Sunday morning, which I did. Were you so? W- this is the jazz show that you were playing yeah, jazz music. It was jazz, new jazz, and uh, talk spoke about a lot about uh, conspiracy theories, stuff that people should really be talking about or should know about. So it was a nice community radio station. Yeah, from the sounds of it. Community station. Were you very well known in in the hood? You know, as ah, that guy. Did you have a DJ name? What did you call yourself? Um, uh, I, I don't call myself anything, but uh, my friends from uh, high school would. Called me Basoza. Okay. Which is, was derived from my surname, Mabaso. <laughs> and some vendor guy just swapped the alphabets around and said Basoza. I don't know how that came about. And then from working at this community radio station in Krugersdorp, how did you hear about Cliff Central and what made you decide to come in here and, you know, try your luck, so to speak? Well, fortunately, I had just recently graduated and I was still volunteering, but I was still applying, looking for jobs and stuff. So then my dad came across an article in the newspaper saying that uh, Gareth Cliff starting a new station. I was excited. Then I applied. But I, for some time now, I've been thinking that me and, well, Gareth and I, not me and Gareth, Gareth and I mm. have been living uh, uh, parallel lives. Because at the same time that he left uh um, why do I want to say high FM? Five. Five FM. We left five FM. I had just graduated. Uh. So it, it's, it's all God's timing, really, Mabali, you know? Okay. Mm. All right. Now, Duncan, what do you like about working for Cliff Central aside from making female guests feel touched and loved and all sorts of other things? What, what do you like about working here? It's two years in now that we've been up and running. Just the fact that I can just fart in my office <sighs> and, and walk out. <laughs> And whoever's in my office, they're going to think it's them that farted. No, they won't because they will know it's you because you, you're getting up and you're leaving the space. And then all of a sudden there's a, a foul smell that stays behind. Well, that's just one of my favorite things about working here. All right. Who's your favorite person here? Oh, it has to be Duncan. Like, no, aside. The, the kind as- of hard work he puts in. Okay. The dedication. You who, know. Who is your second favorite person after yourself? You even speaking about yourself in the third person, which we know has just... 
is problematic. But anyway. My favorite person here at the cliff. <laughs> you know, I love everyone. I love, I love my peoples, man. You know what? You, you do seem to get along with a lot of people. You know, you, absolutely. You're that kind of personality where mm. you, you, you are easy to, you know, to infiltrate into somebody else's space and to introduce yourself and to mm. try and get to know them. But there has to be one person that you particularly, maybe you look forward to talking to them because you and this person have a certain kind of conversation that you like. You see, Mabale, I haven't really had that much interest in people's lives just growing up. That's just my persona. I don't look forward to having a conversation with anyone. But someone I'd love to be stuck in an elevator with would probably... I'd, I'd like to spend more time with you, Mabale. We see each other every day, Duncan. <laughs> every day, like clockwork, we see each other. <laughs> okay. I've often seen you and somebody like Sia maybe not getting along as well sometimes. So if if there was one person that they that you would say borders on irritating you here at Cliff Central, it's fine. This is a safe space. You yeah. can say. No, no, no. You see, I think with Sia, he's an amazing person, first of all. Very talented young man. Mm. You know, I think he's an inspiration to many children and people like him. You know, a lot of people can look up to him. So, uh, so our domestic goddess. Jane. Yeah. She just joined us recently on a more permanent basis. Yeah, she comes in every day now. She comes in on the daily. What, do you and Jane, do, no, you, do you argue? Do you fight? We do get along. But she doesn't know that sometimes she can just be too much. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is quite a big personality herself. Yeah, so just ca- her coming in every day. <laughs> okay. But anyway, did I just say that? No, it's fine. I said this is a safe space. Where do you think Cliff Central, wh- where do you think we're going to be in the next, in, in another two years? What will this place look like? What will we have achieved? Mm, see, uh, I don't know. But what, uh, one thing I know for sure is that it's going to be something great. Just being behind the scenes and hearing what people are saying on the side about Cliff Central. Or we had a message come in today saying, I can't believe I've only started listening to you guys now. I've missed out on so much. It's kind of an inspiration and uh, it's good to hear and see that you are reaching people out there and people are loving the whole vibe. So I can't imagine where Cliff Central will be, but it can only be a beautiful place. Duncan Mabasa, thank you for your time this morning. Are we done? Yes, we're done. We're having so much fun. I know. That's that's how we roll. Uh, that is Duncan Mabasa who does everything from um, overseeing podcasts and to also touching female guests in special ways and making them feel a particular way. Thank you, Duncan. Wait, wait, just one more pint, Mabale, please. Uh, up and starting DJ, Duncan Mabasa. Just want myself, CDJs. I'm playing at gigs, weddings everywhere. I play all kinds of music. I'm here for you, man. How can we book you? You can book me on uh, Duncan the Pumpkin on Twitter, man. <laughs> Duncan the Pumpkin on Twitter. Let's make it happen, baby. All right. Thanks, Duncan. Some of the people that you never get to hear on air, but they're essential to our business. And remember, Cliff Central has to make money, otherwise we can't keep doing what we're doing, are our sales team. Um, and our sales team is small, but very, very powerful. And the latest addition to our sales team, and actually one of the newest members of staff, though I've known her for many years, is Tanya Surat. She's interviewed here by Mabale Molloy. I'm now sitting with Tanya Surat, who is one of two of our sales gurus here at cliffcentral.com. That is the official job position here at Tanya, isn't it? You're the sales manager. 
You're I'm part not, of a sales team. I'm part of the sales team, not the sales manager. Tanya, you weren't with us since day one, though, right? You joined us a little bit later on. When, when exactly did you join Cliff Central? I have been at Cliff Central for six months. And how have the last six months been? You feel like you walked into a mental institution? It is a mental institution, <laughs> but if I tell you, I just love it. I love the people. I think that the brand is so strong. I think that the ideas that everybody has here are just phenomenal. Tanya, what were you doing before you joined Cliff Central? I was at Prime Media Broadcasting for 15 years. Whoa, long time. Do you see the potential of you equaling that 15 years here at Cliff Central or maybe even topping it? I mean, how are you feeling about, uh, you know, about Cliff Central? I think that I'm going to be Cliff, at Cliff Central till I stop working because every single day here is just so different. There are different people coming in every single day. And just the passion that everybody has for this place is so incredibly strong. And I just see it growing and growing and growing. Um, having left a position f- that you held for 15 years at one company and then to suddenly join Cliff Central, what exactly led to that decision? To, to join us? It was the last thing that was on my mind, actually. I was going to open up a chicken franchise <laughs> and sell grilled chicken in Rosebank. What? Yes. Grilled chicken. Grilled chicken. Just grilled, not fried? Not fried. <laughs> I mean, be, because, you know, uh, Nando's historically has a very, you know, they've got a long standing in terms of chicken, so you would have had to have to go up against somebody like them. What were you going to call it? Well, it was, it's an existing franchise, so I'm not going to mention the name. Oh, but okay. I was going to up, open up a franchise in Rosebank. And I woke up one day and I got the sweats. And I thought, Whoa, do I want the risk and do I want the responsibility? And I came and I spoke to Gareth and Rena on the Wednesday. And the next thing I knew that I'd already been to my first meeting and was selling Cliff Central on the Friday. But how far into the chicken franchise into the process had you gone into before you started having the sweats at night thinking, am I ready for this? Far enough to be able to pull out and realize that it wasn't for me. And media has been in my blood for so long. And I just, as I walked through the doors, I just felt that this resonated with me. Were you, were you going to go into this franchise with partners or was it just you? Were it you going to be a one woman team? No, it was part of a franchise. So it was part of a group. Yeah. So I had a support system. And I think that they were not that surprised when I told them that I was pulling out because they probably realized that this little (laughs) Santon lady, (laughs) it wasn't for her. And I think that they understood. Any regrets? None. Absolutely none. So how has your life changed then since joining Cliff Central six months ago? Well, it's very different because I'm out of the corporate world. Um, So... Being a prime media was quite a serious environment. Um, it was very target-driven. It was very pressured. And here I think that I am pressured, but I'm creating my own pressure. And that pressure is purely because I want things to work for Cliff Central. And what are the, some of the things that you like about being here? Because, you know, you're a very, you're a people person. You're the kind of person who walks into a room and you're happy and you're cheerful and you get along with everyone. So what, what are some of the things that you like about working here at Cliff Central? The the thing that I love the most is the people. Yeah. And I mean, I think that people take first place, second place and third place in this place. All right. Um, if I had to push you gun to head, 
uh, because you are a people person and you get along with absolutely everyone at Cliff Central. But you have to pick just one person who you get along with the most. Who is your favorite person? My favorite person. And I think he's my favorite person at Cliff Central. And he's actually becoming my favorite person in the world is Aria Kalman. <laughs> he's just, as he would put it, he's just dope. <laughs> one of his two favorite words, dope and yo, as far as I know. Yo, yo, yo. And Tanya, who irritates you the most? You have to, you have to give an answer. Oh, that's quite a hard one. No one actually irritates me. Mm. No, I don't think no one. Well, let me put it this way. No one's irritated me yet, but give it a year. Give me a bad day <laughs> and maybe one or two people will irritate me. And what do you think Cliff Central will look like two years from now? Well, I'm hoping that a lot is not going to change because it is such a special place. Um, I would like to see a lot more sales and a lot more advertisers on the platform. So would we. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that is my objective is to keep Cliff Central going and to bring in sales is the way that that's going to happen. Thank you very much. Tanya Surat, one Thanks. half of our dynamic sales team on cliffcentral.com. Thanks, Mabziz. Michael Flax is the executive producer of the, uh, the morning show, the hit morning show, Gareth Cliff on, uh, the Cliff Gareth Central. Cliff Show. Thank you. Correct me. Well, well. <laughs> That's what you do a lot of the time. Uh, Flax spends a huge amount of his time trying to get my attention. All of my time. Yeah. Which is very complicated because he's trying to organize a thousand different things at once and I can't even pay attention for five seconds. So when he eventually does get my attention, he says, this is what we're doing. But today's all about you, Flax. So uh, Cliff Central's turning two. Very exciting stuff, eh? Indeed. Happy birthday to us. What were you doing before you came here? Before I came here, I I was actually studying when I still came here. So I would I the way I like weaned in here, we all know the story how I No, tell the story. Okay, so basically I started off Arie Kalman, who's like a legend to me. Mm -hmm. He helped me get into Cliff Central. Uh I came in here and you guys were still on TV, mm -hmm. and what I would do was I would change the camera yeah. that showed on the TV. Now, did, did anyone ask you to do that or did you just offer? Um, well, Arie said, come in, do this, see, see, see what Cliff Central is about and stuff. And then I did this and I started like noticing like, yeah, this is the future. Radio is yeah. going to die after this. Mm -hmm. Um, and after doing that for a while and like getting to know people, I just started sticking around when people told me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone say to you, you must leave? No one, no one told me to leave, but like every time I left, I'd say goodbye to everyone. And after a while, they were like, who is this dude that keeps saying goodbye to us? Did you have a plan to, to inveigle your way in? I've never really had a plan for life because if you plan life, then you set on a single like obstacle course. You miss out on stuff. Yeah, you've got to be flexible in life to seize opportunities. But you are someone who knows what you want. Mm, but it was rough when I started working here because... I would come here in the morning. I'd do the, I guess you could call it production of the yeah. TV show. Yeah. The cameras. Yeah. And then I'd go to Varsity. Yeah. And the full day at Varsity because I did my course full time. Mm -hmm. And then when I started doing other things like the YouTube clips for Cliff Central and that, I'd come in here. So I'd probably start here at like six in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'd, I'd work here till about two. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go straight to Varsity till nine. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a full year. And that, after a day, I was dead. 
but but I was still young. Yeah, you were you still you still are, and you lost a lot of weight, and you were very happy. It was worth it though. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say you were happy. Were you happy? <laughs> yeah, no. This was this was after I lost the weight. I I was fat only in uh, like grade ten, eleven. No, no, I'm teasing you. <laughs> so, how has your life changed since you've come here? Well, I've gotten to know myself better. Um, I've definitely come out of my shell. Mm-hmm. Um, as relating to the fat part, get bit you become in but a shell. I don't know that you were ever in a shell. Like you no. seem to me to be one of those people who's who says what they think. You see, I was. You know, a lot of people like they followers. Like they'll they'll see a cool shirt and then they'll wear it. You see, when I was in school, I was never in a group because uh-huh. I was fat. I was on my own. I was excluded from everything else. So there was no one ever I could follow. So I had to do my own things. So like even when I got into grade eleven, I was fat. And I couldn't really go where my, I didn't have friends. So everyone chose subjects and then everyone chose subjects according to what their friends chose. Uh So they could be in the same class. But you had to make your own way. So what I did was I thought, what do I enjoy? So I had a combination which the school had never seen in its entire existence. (laughs) I did consumer studies, which is like maybe seen as the lazy choice. But then I still did science. And this messed up everything. When it came to exam time, the IEB had to reset exams when they found out that a student (laughs) did science and consumer studies. Because before, those were on the same days because no one ever chose that. Right. No one ever chose that combo. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very – I had to do my own things. And I guess that's helped me now because now I think my own thoughts. Yeah. I don't follow anyone else. I Independent thinker. Right. I want to be like a trendsetter one day. You maybe already are. Unconsciously, I guess the fat thing helped. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot going on in your head. You're you're actually a big thinker, and you spend a lot of your time coming up with ideas and trying to figure stuff out. And and you 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 do your own investigation. You don't just take anyone's word for it. Mm, the the mind's a marvelous place. I mean, if you know how to use your imagination, when this world is dark outside, you can go into your own mind, create your own happy world, and sort of live the life you want to live in your mind. And people who are too obsessed with what's actually going on, they, they can be very miserable. Mm, I find sometimes when I'm unhappy, I can remove myself from a situation, go into my own imagination, zone out, and think of something nice. Like, think of the day I'll be sailing on a yacht in the Bahamas. Mm. And they say, when you think of something, you actually you emit energy out into this world, all the secret in that, and it attracts those things you thought towards you. It's that whole idea of if you visualize something, you can make it come true. Mm. And I've become very good at visualizing things. And I mean, some days I can zone out completely. Like during science in school, I don't think I was present in one class. (laughs) I'd zone out the start of the class and think about everything else. And that was like my imagination. How did you end up doing in science, by the way? Well, I went for a lot of extra lessons, <laughs> and my turning point was my first report card for my, from my science teacher, yeah. where she said, um, it was addressed to my mother telling me I should drop science because I'm just going to be a failure in science. And then I was like, there's no ways I'm going to let her be right. And I passed it, and I actually met her at a function afterwards, and I said, do you remember when... Um, you said I would fail science. Did you see my matric results? I passed on a 50. And nice. she was like, I'm actually, I've, I'm proud of the students who got 99 and 90s and all that, but I'm most proud of you. Oh, and I good. was like, yeah, screw you. I did it. You like, um, you like to be right. Yeah, I, I like 
proving people right, and I like being right. Okay, now, who is the most difficult person to work with here at Cliff Central? Who's the most difficult person to work with? Um, probably Cat. She's very stubborn. I love her, but she's very stubborn. Okay, and on our show, who's the most difficult person to work with? On our show, um, isn't it me? You're not so difficult to work with. I don't think anyone on our show is very difficult. You've you've got to understand we're different characters, so I deal with everyone differently. Ben, Ben's also Ben's a, Ben's a thinker, so you just got to give him time. If you give him an idea, don't wait for an answer straight away. Give him time to go think about it, absorb it, find creativity in it. See, uh, you just got to be sensitive on the approach. You you've just got to come three seconds with the idea and then go. <laughs> and Mabali. Mub's also perfect to work with. Yeah. I any idea she's a listener in the mornings when I come. Sometimes I hear news stories in that, like on my drive to work, and she's open to listen to anything, no matter how stupid the story mm. might sound. Yeah. And who is your favorite person in Cliff Central? Yeah, oh, Aria Kelman. Really? He he's basically I was just a seed before I grew into a tree, and he watered me. He helped you. He helped me get to where and, I am. I owe him everything. That's that's very cool, and you give him credit. Yeah, it's not often you find people like in your life that give their time to make you a better person, and he does that, and I'm eternally grateful. Now, what do you think Cliff Central will look like in another two years? In another two years? Well, I definitely think we will be broadcasting from other continents. We won't just be heard in other continents. We'll be also broadcast from other continents. At Radio radio is going to die out. I believe that. But I do believe it's going to come down to a point where there's only a handful of stations that people listen to, online stations. Mm -hmm. And that will be like the Sirius XM, the like Cliff Central. There'll be a handful mm -hmm. that people trust. And those will be the only ones that actually flourish and grow. All right. Well, is there anything that you've learned about the listeners to, to cliffcentral.com? Is there anything about them that makes you uh, sit up and take notice? Well, I learned this from Little Wayne. If you've ever been to a Little Wayne concert, you'll see during his concert, he goes, I ain't shit without you. So I've learned listeners are the most important. I mean, half my ideas I get from the listeners. Right. They email me all the time. Um, sometimes they'll make me laugh with an email. Something will happen on their phone and they'll blame it on this ghost that's haunting me. Don't you love the way that sometimes when you and I or you and Ben or whoever get into an argument some will take your side and some will take the other side i've even had somebody phone me during the show and i'm like do you want to go on air with gareth he's like no i just want to speak to you and he'll be like flax listen i watched your snapchat last night you were making a uh like what, what was i making the other night it was a chicken parmesan i just want to know the ingredients quickly and i'll be like dude that's so cool and then they'll also they'll phone in on relax it's flax relax it's flax is honestly like a chill hub Right. It's when you go to your mates like after work on a Friday, you grab a beer, you have hubbly, and you play FIFA. That's what Relaxed Flax feels like. Well, keep doing the good work, and thank you very much. Michael Flax, everybody. Sibongile works um, with Duncan in the uh, podcasting, and she also works quite closely with sales. So when there are campaigns on the air and all the rest of it, she coordinates those. And Sibongile is quite new can, compared to some of the people who've been here for two years already. But she's already part of the family. Here she is being interviewed by Michael Flax. I am with Sibongile right now. You are the Cliff Central Campaigns Coordinator. So in like 10 words, what does that entail? 
uh, I'm the link between sales and on air. So I'm basically in the middle right there where production is. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I load ads and they have to be played. So I make, I make sure that whatever the client needs uh, that they told sales they need, I make it happen on air by telling uh, producers and presenters and controllers. And what about like before you came to Cliff Central? What were you doing? I was a traffic scheduler, which is more uh, or less the same as what I do here. Well, what what you do as a traffic scheduler? Uh, it's the same thing. It's basically just a different title. You get ads from sales. You make sure that they are played and on air and so on. Different titles, I guess. What made you come to Cliff Central? Um, that's a difficult one. Where was, did you even hear about Cliff Central this from? Is, I used to work with uh, Greg at Chai. Mm-hmm. So I came here to visit him and help him with something. And that's how I landed the gig. It was quite weird. It was like, yeah, that, that's how I landed the gig. But now that you've landed the gig, how has your life changed since you started working here at Cliff Central? It's such a free environment and you get to work with like very exciting, famous people and you can't scream even if you're like a person because mm. you, you know, you, you're also on that level now. <laughs> Who would you say is like the most famous person you've met at Cliff Central that's made your heart like stop? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm the type of person who act like people don't make my heart stop. So I kind of ignore people. Mm. But maybe when I met this, this is a secret. When I met Gareth, I was like, <gasps> really? <laughs> Probably he's the only person I went, oh, Gareth. <laughs> the rest, no. Okay, now this is a bit of a tough question. What is your favorite show on Cliff Central? This is where you can be a bit biased. <sighs> this is going to be hard. When I came here, I was crazy about the football, f- football show. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's just a very uh, loud, they talk about anything but football. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's always about strippers and Kong. Yeah, so it's the football show. Uh, obviously, I mean, the Gareth Cliff show. I love Kelman. I love um, the Gentleman by Choice, which has been changed. They're cool, eh? Yeah, I absolutely love them. They, they got style and swag down to T. But sometimes I'm like so much, but like when they come in and I'm not in a positive mode, I'm just like very negative. I'm like, why are these guys so positive? Why? But yeah, I love them. There's just so much though. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah, sipping tea, mabale, and 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 to me, to me are quite cool. I can listen to them like all day. What about Sumizi? Oh, he's a character. Eh? Both of them are very like yeah, they're <laughs> out there characters. Let me just say, I actually almost love every show here. It's like it's exciting to hear different things. This is something I've never heard any in any other radio. Mm. You know, we are uncensored, unreal, unscripted, and you can tell. So I just enjoy listening. Even the business show I listen to weirdly, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and it's not my cup of tea. Are you ready for now the heated questions, the ones that can actually get you in trouble, that start scandals? Yeah. Are you yeah, ready? Hey, let's start the scandal. Who's your... Mo- who's like your f- favorite here at Cliff Central, as in person? But you, Mike, you know I'm very quiet. Like you got to have a favorite though. I'm not like 
out there like everyone. I know because you sit there, you get what needs to be done done, and I just, it's just you like zone out everyone else. That's that's how. There's I a am. lot of distractions here at Cliff Central. There's <laughs> people screaming, shouting, yeah. asking you for stuff. Yeah. So when you say I, my favorite, like you work in the booth close with Duncan. Yeah. Would you say he's your favorite? He's my favorite. He's your favorite. And Why? Because. Like Duncan is is sweet and he acts uh, kind of hardcore and, <laughs> and evil, but when you when you spend so much time with him, you can tell he's actually a very cool guy. Does he have any like pet peeves that you hate? Like maybe he farts in the booth or he, he says that, inappropriate words. He does that once in a while. He farts in the booth and then he switches on the aircon. Does he take ownership? He's gonna kill me for. <laughs> <laughs> Just once in a while, he does that. And, but like, uh, are they loud farts? No. Like, do you know, or are they like no. sort of silent? He doesn't want you to know. He usually just says it. He's like, "Sorry, dude, I just..." And he puts <laughs> on the and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, and just keep quiet." Yeah. And your least favorite? Um, we all got a least favorite. If it's me, you can say it's me, but this is, this, I wouldn't say it's me. This is gonna be weird because it's also him because he can get <laughs> he can get very. Annoyed. So he like irritates point. you the most. Sometimes it's just like, why, Duncan? Why? Why are you doing this? I mean, it must be hard being in the booth with him for like seven, eight hours a day. You see, this is why I say he's. You like, see his face. You got to get. You got to deal with his farts. Yeah, like I know him more, and I also kind of gets. Who do you think was Duncan's least favorite person? I don't know. He's such a kind person, man. <laughs> you don't have to say nice things now. He's not here. No, I actually don't know. We hardly. I don't. I don't. I don't remember us soon speaking about such. So, <laughs> so would you say the most inappropriate thing Duncan has ever done is just fought? Yeah, yeah. That because you know it. behind the scenes, some of us don't go back to that booth. That's about it. And oh, that's about it. I'm like, I no, see him hitting on guests. I'm not saying no more. <laughs> <laughs> no. I still have to stay with that guy. <laughs> so that's it. In about two years, where can you predict Cliff Central being at? In an amazing place. I think Cliff Central, if there was something that has a future for me, mm-hmm. it's Cliff Central. I think Gareth found something uh, that no one else is doing. I mean, this is like a free, this is like a free zone. I swear everyone comes in here and the first thing they say, like, especially your rap artists that I, can I swear? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, definitely. There's a lot that people talk about here that you wouldn't hear on normal radio. So I see this platform growing bigger and bigger and, and bigger, you know, for everyone to actually listen to Cliff Central. There's a lot of people who listen, but you still get other people who just don't know what Cliff Central is all about, but they don't know. What about when you go home? What do your friends and family think of what you do and Cliff Central? Such an amazing thing. Are like, they like it's, s- like, it's like you work with... In fact, they don't know what I do. They just, <laughs> you work with Gareth. That's that's all they... You work with Gareth. They ask me for t-shirts. Hey, hey. There's a, they ask you to get things <laughs> signed. Yo. There's a t-shirt that Gareth was... I actually told him about it. <laughs> uh, I think his t-shirt was written in Lungu on... on, on oh, on he, Idols, yeah. yeah. He wore it. And this, this other uncle of mine said... Please, you must you must get me that T-shirt. So I've been saying to get, please tell me where you bought it so I can just buy it and just like they get out of my head. <laughs> Give them the T-shirt. It's amazing working here. Like the environment itself is. Exciting. Well, I'm very happy you're part of the team. 
Thank you. And that was Sibongile, Campaigns Coordinator at CliffCentral.com. John Sinclair has been here virtually from the beginning too. He is the content coordinator. He works quite closely with Dory and uh, has sometimes hosted shows, so you probably are familiar with his voice. Um, and John has also got uh, a lot of experience, actually. He's, he holds down a, a couple of jobs, not just one, and he's a very hard worker. Here he is being interviewed by Michael. All right, Jonathan Sinclair, content coordinator. How are you feeling today? So good, Flax. So it's, good. A, it's a splendid day, isn't it? It is so splendid. Every day is good to be alive, eh? Oh, I know. It's a blessing. In, let's give you five words. Explain to people what you do. Five words. I clean up Flax's mistakes. Oh, taking shots already. Okay, John, I'm going to go straight into the questions. What were you doing before you came to Cliff Central? I was studying and I was working at another radio station in news. What were you studying? I, I studied media, uh, journalism, marketing, advertising. Yeah. So you always knew you wanted to go into radio? No. What no, did you no. want to do before? Uh, before that, I studied a bit of teaching. I did two years of that. And then when I realized that wasn't for me, I went into How many media. years of teaching? Two years. Yes. What, what grade? I was doing uh, intermediate intermediary phase which is like grade four to grade nine yeah i did not pin you out as a dj i know yeah you know it, it took me two years to realize it wasn't for me it's it looks cool on the outside but when you're doing it it's it's very different anything else we should know that you were studying for or teaching yes i've had many careers throughout my life that i wanted to be like when i was a kid the first thing i ever wanted to be was a farmer a farmer. Yeah, now, gonna, where did that sprout from, that idea? I love <laughs> animals. And I always, I always pictured farmers just playing with the chickens all day and chilling with the sheep. And yeah, you know, but that was my child. That was when I was like seven years old. So you old. never wanted to be a fireman or? No. First, I wanted you want to be, be a, a farmer because I loved animals. Then I wanted to be a vet because I loved animals. Then I wanted to be a psychiatrist because I loved people. <laughs> it's all yeah. starting to make sense because you hosted the Animal Central show here. Yes, I did, yeah. So that's, yeah. you love animals, follow your passion. For sure, for sure. And what made you come to Cliff Central? Like, where did you hear about Cliff Central from? Okay, well, I was always a big fan of Gareth, obviously, from his um, radio days. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I was studying, uh, we had a, a PR lecturer who was like the be-all and end-all of lecturers. And what she said went. And she is friends with... Rena's, I mean, with Rena, who is, of course, Gareth's manager and business partner. And one day she invited our PR class to join her for a video shoot that was happening on a Saturday. It was a music shoot. And oh, the class was like, oh, ma'am, are we going to get paid for this? Are we going to, you know, what are we getting out of this? And she gave us this lecture and she was like, I'm giving you the opportunity to meet two of the biggest people in the South African entertainment industry. And you guys are sitting here asking for money. Hmm. So after class, me and my one friend, actually two of my friends, we're discussing. We're like, you know what, guys, we've got to go to this thing. And so we went and we were part of, we were like extras in a music video that Gareth and them were working on. It was really cool. It was a music video for like a rapper or? Uh, it was, it's a whole long story. It's Vickers and Vincent. And I'll let Gareth tell you that story. <laughs> yeah. A story for another day. But yeah, so we were extras in this. And that's how I met Rena and I met Gareth. Uh, and then I started bugging Rena. Um, whenever I was doing news on my community station, I'd message her and I was like, you please listen, you know, please check it out. And then when I moved to my other station, I was like, you know, please listen, check it out. 
And I just kept bugging her. And then when Cliff Central started, uh, I got an email and she said, hey, I have a learning opportunity if you're still interested. And I was like, yeah, of course. And, how, would, how would you say your life's changed since you started working at Cliff Central? Jeez, like I've learned so much in the last two years than I learned in the 10 years before that. Because you were here from the start. Like even... I literally started on the 1st of May 2014, which was… What were you doing when you first started here? Well, originally, uh, Deborah Patter was supposed to host a show here. Mm-hmm. And Rena initially brought me on with the intention of me producing for Deborah Patter. So the first few days, obviously, it was all, you know, all up in the air. And so I was just helping out, uh, in like, meeting guests and just trying to make myself helpful wherever I could. Uh, and when we eventually figured out that Deborah wasn't coming on, I landed up producing for Calman on Cliff Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Kat took over those duties from me, I got into the content side of things. And, yeah, that's where I've really grown and stuck with that. So, yeah. What would you say, like, the best part of your job is? What do you love coming here every day and doing and seeing and being and feeling? I think the environment. It is, it's very chill. There's constantly jokes going on. The amount of insults that go on is crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you really have to have a thick skin. Um, but also the, just the people that walk in and out here, like the amount of celebs I've met, CEOs of companies, um, just big names who you only ever saw on TV. Uh, now you get to meet them. And like people who I used to watch on TV as a child, like Klubi and Boya on Izidingo or Tomishu Masha on Izidingo. These were people I grew up watching. And now I chill with them and I email them and, you know, they know my name. And that for me is surreal. But it, it's it's really cool. Have you ever been like starstruck? Like someone's just walked in here and you were like, oh my God. Uh, well, obviously the first time I met Gareth a few years back, I was very starstruck. Um, I was starstruck as well when I met, who was it? Rian from Jacaranda. He was in here a few days ago. He was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I generally get starstruck with the radio people. Um, Alex J as well, although he's he's not the greatest. But, you know, just because you grow up listening to this voice. And then when this person is standing in front of you and you hear that voice and you're like, oh, my God, this is that person. Um, but since I've been here for two years, I it, the novelty wears off of meeting big people. You realize they are just real people. So, like, even this morning, I was chatting to Loyuso Bala, and it was almost like he wasn't a celeb. I just see him as a colleague or something. So. Now, we all have favorites over here at Cliff Central. I want to know, who's your favorite at Cliff Central? Who's, like, your number one? I have favorites for different types of things. So, my favorite person for just chilling with and having fun with is definitely Kat. She's hilarious. Not many people know, but she's actually, like, the funniest person. Um, my favorite person for sarcastic comments and remarks is definitely Ben. Uh, I love Ben just sitting next to me all day and dissing everyone. He's, he's really smart like that. Uh, Greg, uh, he's obviously our ops manager. He's just great to sit with and chill with. He has a nice calming energy. So if I need just to focus, I'll go sit in his office, uh, Flex, you're also my favorite. For no, I thought I thought I wasn't going to make the list. If I feel like <laughs> I, I need to be insulted or I need a, a little rant, I come and I I um, sort of spar with you because you're very quick with your comebacks. But yeah, I have favorites for different things. Like I, I love all my colleagues. So even the salespeople who I don't work with a lot, I just they they're funny. Everyone here is great. Now you work very close with the producer of Kelman on Cliff Central, Kadleho Molai. Yeah. And she must have pet peeves you hate. Like I heard earlier, some people fart in uh, the production booth. What does Kat do that irritates you the most? Okay, I didn't realize that people fart in the production booth. Uh, the thing that Kat You'd does... You'd be surprised the things I've found out today. 
The thing that Kat does that annoys me the most is when I teach her something and then she makes the same mistake again and again and again. And it's generally small things like grammatical errors in her blurbs or uh, things like that. But nothing really big. Like, she's chilled. Is there anything that she does that you just absolutely love, you think you can't live without? Yes. Um, I love it when she sings. She She's such got, a... Got a good voice? She, yeah, yeah. Out she, of 10, what would you give she, it? I would give her a seven and her, her musical knowledge is amazing. And she loves all the, like those old, like ballads and stuff. Like, uh, she grew up listening to Eddie Zondi. So that's why, I mean, the other day you guys played that game on air with her. That's mm, that was a so, lot of fun. So at night, uh, when everyone else is left, it's literally just me and Kat here. And that's when I play her songs and she sings. So you guys them. are like last to leave. I'm first to get you. You guys last to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So me and Kat are, you know, we, we close like that. Okay, now polar opposite. Who irritates you the most? Ooh, no comments. <laughs> but they know who they are. What do you think Cliff Central will look like in two years? I think it's going to be huge. I think this year already we've seen so much growth. Um, you know, the media are really coming to us for all their content. And I really do think we're going to be huge. Um, I do see Cliff Central eventually moving to bigger premises because I think already it's getting very small. I don't think we pictured the growth that we've had in the last two years. Um, but yeah, definitely bigger sponsors, uh, bigger shows. I also do see us eventually running 24 hours. Hey, I mean, right now it's 12 hours and then 12 hours repeat. I also see us eventually having weekend shows very soon, very soon. From teacher to content coordinator, mm -hmm. Jonathan Sinclair. Mabali Molloy has been my uh, long-time radio partner. She's done a show with me for at least the last seven or eight years. And um, she's kind of part of how the whole show works. There's no way I don't, uh, you know, I, I could foresee the show sounding without Mubs. And here she is with Sia uh, Sangweni Finn, who, of course, has done a very long and thorough interview. There are all kinds of revelations in here. He calls her his bestie, which is bizarre because he doesn't say such nice things about her when he isn't on microphone. All righty. I'm very, very excited to do this. My name is Sia Sangweni Finn, and I'm sitting next to my bestie. Oh, don't let Kat hear that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> on, on to my bestie. I... Yes, I am. And you, like, I am your favorite person. You are. You, oh, okay. Yes, you are definitely my favorite person at Club Central. I'm Sina. totally joking. But sitting across Mabali Molloy, and what a journey it's been as Cliff Central is about to celebrate two years. Yeah. Um, on the first of May, I think it's time for us to just look back at everything that was, and I get to be like, on the other side of the seat and interview you and chat about your life and everything that has been so Mabale, like you and i i remember i was i joined you guys while we were still at 5fm yes i think it was in january two years ago 2014, so 2014 yes. yeah and at around that time um that, that is usually around the time when contracts get renegotiated yeah at the sabc and so uh Discussions and conversations around whether or not we were going to continue doing the breakfast show were already well in full swing. Mm -hmm. It was a stressful time. Like, and I remember I got that warning before I joined. You know, so I was told like, you know, the team is very stressed and don't take offense if they are angry most of the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? But from, do you remember the very first time we met? 
I think I might have pushed you or like pulled, no. pulled the chair from under you because I wanted you to fall. The very first time we met, you actually stood up. We were at a restaurant and oh. I walked in late and you actually stood up and you hugged me. And I oh. thought, oh my gosh, she's such a nice person. But then when we like got into studio <laughs> and the microphones went on, which is when everyone has to actually be <laughs> silent behind the scenes. Right. You would push my chair. <laughs> You would unplug my headphones so I heard nothing. You know, it was a kind of baptism by fire because I was just welcoming you (laughs) to the team. (laughs) You were absolutely horrible. So for you moving to Cliff Central, what did the move mean to you? And why was it so important? You know, as I mentioned, we were busy with contract um, negotiations or renegotiations at the time. This Mm. was also around the time when, you know, program managers and station managers decide what changes need to be done on a radio station. And so... You know, we were already having that conversation of Gareth, is he going to stay on the, on, on 5FM or mm. is he going to leave? Because we knew for a fact that he wasn't going to do the breakfast show anymore. Yeah. And there was a lot of back and forth, you know, between us and Gareth and the team. And it was just such a tense time because we knew that without Gareth on, on the breakfast show, our position on the station was not guaranteed because unfortunately in the real world, that's just how things work. Yeah. You know, he's the team captain and then we make up the rest of the team. But at the end of the day, ultimately he was the most important guy of the squad. Yeah. And so, you know, he then finally took the decision that, you know what, that's it. I'm done. I'm leaving 5FM. I'm going off to do my own thing. And then he had a conversation with the rest of us and he said, I would like you to come and join me on this new venture, Cliff Central. Mm. So are you in or are you out? And it was scary because, you know, exactly. it's about starting something new when you hear stories about how the first three to four years of a new business fail because of X, Y, and Z. So there yeah. was a lot to take into consideration. It was definitely a very uncertain time. Because I know just for me, I just matriculated at that point. I was having a ball of a time, the mere fact that I was even with you guys at 5FM. So I, any and everything for me was easy. But for you guys, I'm sure on one hand was very easy. Yeah. And on the other, it was a very difficult decision to make. But I'd like to know, you know, what were you thinking about this new Sia guy? Because here he is now. There were oh, so you're going to find a way to make this about you. <laughs> no, I just want to know the truth. Like there were photo shoots, we were doing interviews. I was just like wide eyed and bushy tailed the entire time. But were you probably like, like, who's this new guy? Well, look, Sia, of course you're going to make this about you and I will indulge you. You know, you're the kind of person who draws people in. You're very charismatic, obviously. Aww. There is no way that people can avoid you. Try much as they try to. I'm yeah. talking, you know, I'm looking at Ben right now. But much <laughs> as they try to ignore you, they just no, can't. You, 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 in, you're in everyone's faces. Yeah. But obviously, I thought that you were very interesting. You're very energetic. You're obviously a very smart guy. Um, you've, you're very adventurous. Mm. You have clear goals of the kind of things that you want to achieve. I made you good coffee in back your, in the day. Yes, you did. Now I'm sort of like, yeah. Now you're it. just like, girl, please <laughs> sort yourself out. I am serious. I'm going to finish. Honey, <laughs> who people didn't know about like 18 months ago, yeah. Alas. So, yeah, I generally was very excited to get to know you, and I knew that you were, you, you know, you were an interesting and competent and reliable person to, mm-hmm. to work with. And I made your pictures extra beautiful when we took selfies together. Moving on, <laughs> when you look back at the past two years, yeah, what are like some of the big milestones for you that really show how much things have changed? You know, there was a month in between our last day at Five FM mm. and the first day that we started on, on Cliff Central. I think it was, yeah, April. Yeah, April the month of April. The month of April was such a busy month because that was the month that we came to the Cliff Central offices. We mm. walked into a completely empty building with absolutely nothing in it. 
And when I look two years down the line at how much we've achieved, you know, we've built two world-class impressive studios with, you know, like the most impressive first world technology, if yeah. you will, you know. Um, gosh, we have managed to attract a, an entire caliber of guests to come onto the show. We've had people like Double HP. Who's been your favorite guest? Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So I really, I loved, I loved having somebody like Yvonne Chaka Chaka come in and, and yeah. spend the morning with us on the breakfast show because, you know, on a personal level, she's somebody that my mother has admired for the longest time. And for me to have been able to, you know, take pictures with her, then to send them to my mom and be like, mom, look, yeah. I'm famous. <laughs> I've done something. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yvonne Chaka Chaka was great, but you know, we, we have all kinds of people coming into Cliff Central, um, f- uh, Former president or president Khalimamutlanti, I never know exactly how to refer What's to. It, yeah. No, because mm. he was he was a president, president. for a while, like yes. in a stand-in facility. So we've had people like Khalimamutlanti come onto the show. We've had all types of celebrities come onto uh, Cliff Central. You know, your AKAs, your Caspar, your Vest, mm. Boiti. Um, you know, we've we've met so many interesting, just ordinary day-to-day South Africans who are not necessarily part of what makes up the, the, the social scene in, yes. in South Africa, but just people with really interesting stories. I personally remember interviewing a guy who was transitioning from a man to a woman. I remember that, the Between Two Femmes days. Yes, yeah. the old show that I used to do with Aspasia, you mm. know, and, you know, this is a guy who was previously married who had a child and then who ultimately had to admit that I don't want to be a man. I'm not a man. I'm actually a woman. And when he started to transition, Afrikaans guy, of course, very conservative community. Yeah. His, fam- his family basically wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, the woman that he had been married to wanted to take his child away from him. So, Sharks. you know, those are just ordinary people that you, that you get to meet and whose experiences you get to share in yeah. who end up here on Cliff Central. Now, as if we do not re- reveal enough every single weekday from 6 to 9, let's actually take a little chance here, a little opportunity. Is there any moment from the past two years, something embarrassing that happened to you while you were here at the oh office? Okay. That um, isn't even maybe on podcast, because I've had many a blunder that is recorded on podcast. <laughs> is there anything embarrassing that's ever happened to you while you were here? A couple of weeks ago. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, I was exiting the studio that we do the show in and I was about to walk outside into the big, you know, reception area where guests come in and we greet them. But I was wearing a strapless bra and the stupid thing had like, it had worked its way all the way down to my waist. So it felt, it felt like I was wearing a belt. So I lifted my top and pulled up the bra to adjust it before I went out into the, into the public area. Yes. As I walked out of the studio, I walked past Greg's office. Now Greg is the IT guy. He's like our tech guru. And I thought to myself, do we have any hidden cameras? have any hidden cameras in this building and then i went to greg and i was like dude you flashed (laughs) the cameras i said dude tell me where these cameras are and he said don't worry mubs nobody will actually get to see the footage of those cameras unless something happens that prompts us to go through footage yeah so I'm just hoping nothing ever happens that nothing has been caught because I don't know yes. where these cameras are. And I don't, I don't even know if I was in view of the cameras, Oh my goodness! but very recently, that's one thing that, that just happened. I to think me. you, I think you're pretty glad there was no like <laughs> robbery on that day where they had to look at the cameras. It, it would have been, it would have been hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now let's get into the very nitty gritties. I'll, I won't be biased. 
with this question. I won't take offense either, but who's your favorite person here? <sighs> it's like choosing one of your favorite kids. Uh, well, I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't know what that feels oh, like. Oh, okay. It's like choosing one of your favorite boyfriends. No. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, no. Um, look, Sia, I think you know that you're my favorite person. I didn't even pay you to say that no, all, but you on know, the record. That, that is only because you are so different to me. And, mm. you know, I, I assume that a lot of people, you know, if the saying that opposites attract is true, I'm assuming that you will... You, you know, you will gravitate towards people who are nothing like you because they, you know, they make things True. seem more exciting. I mean, you're very out there. You, you're bubbly. You're charismatic. Yeah. You, as I said, you walk into a room and the, the entire room has no choice but to focus on you. Then I and that is the extreme opposite to what I am. I'm like, you know, quiet and like I, I, I like to hide in a yeah. corner and I just hope and pray that nobody actually <laughs> notices that I'm there because I really just want to be left alone. And you're my direct opposite. So of course I love that about you. Then I instantly know who irritates you as well because I'm pretty <laughs> sure those exact qualities on the wrong day <laughs> can drive you up the wall. Listen, um, I know I have been accused of uh, being very abusive um, yeah, thank by by quite a number of people in this office who've said, you know, Mamalu, when I first met you, I thought that you were this nice, sh- quiet, shy girl. And then I discovered that deep down you're actually a bitch. Mm. So I have this mm. reputation of being very abusive to people like Kat. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll spank your ass, which is like an HR violation. But that's that's Absolutely. a conversation for another day. <laughs> Look, I... I <sighs> I know the question says who irritates you the most, but I, w- I would like to rephrase this question uh-huh. as to who have you struggled to get along with the most. And I think Ben already knows. <laughs> ben oh, already knows that his dad. him Whoa. and I have been like oil and water mm. for the longest time. I've just struggled to get along with Ben. And I think he probably feels the same way too, because, yeah. you know, he probably felt that I was like this miserable, like, chick that he has to put up with on a daily basis but i'm happy to say that you know of late ben and i actually like we're fine we we get along we 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 joke we tease each other we play hate on each other yeah but i think that we've actually managed to you know improve in terms of genuinely putting all that stuff aside and just getting the job done see i think then that's a beautiful listener because they never know what sort of dynamic they're gonna get (laughs) they don't (laughs) one day baba and ben will be fine next day well remember world war seven i mean what when was it the december of our very first year i stormed out of the studio because i was hurling insults at ben yes so it's it's been a rocky road (laughs) (laughs) to say the least to say the least but two years down the line you know we've we're two years in now so much has happened like it's ridiculous i look at photos sometimes and i'm like what you know, just to recount all of those memories. What do you think for you, Cliff Central will look like two years later? Uh, wow. Well, in terms of what I hope Cliff Central looks like two years later, um, I hope that we've managed to build more studios mm-hmm. because I think the platform that we provide here in the sense that we basically accommodate for any kind of interest you know Mm. we've got a show on law we've got shows on medical stuff we've got shows on politics we've got shows on sex you know we've got shows on almost literally a show for everything the show for everything the football show there's literally a show for everything and i think that that everything can be so much bigger Mm. and in the next two years i i hope that we are able to accommodate more of those everythings like so we have more shows on the lineup um you know i also feel that we are in a sense 
kind of laying down the blueprint for what's to follow in terms of uh radio on the digital space growing to become a bigger thing that more and more South Africans subscribe to. Mm. And I think that we're in a sense sitting laying down the blueprint blueprint for, for that. Where two years from now a lot more people will be doing similar things to what Cliff Central has already started doing. Wow. This is awesome getting to chat to you in this very official serious vibe. Yes, and uh, happy two year anniversary to us. We're we're going into the terrible twos. We're, well, you know, oh my, we're, they're, they're we're the terrible, terrific twos. We're a <laughs> terrible child now. We're a toddler. <laughs> we're going to just wreak more havoc out there. Brace yourselves. Mabali Maloy, see you tomorrow morning at six. As always. As always. <laughs> there need to be people in charge um, in any organization, even if it's a small one like ours. And our little startup couldn't have begun without this guy, Greg Cohen, who's the operations and hub manager. Greg has been the technical genius behind setting up just about everything that makes the amazing um, collaboration between technology and broadcasting come to life. And uh, here we get behind the scenes and do something that he really doesn't want to do because he hates being interviewed and he hates being on air. Here is Greg Cohen with me. Greg Cohen is the, uh, the boss of the hub here at Cliff Central. He's in charge of everybody and he makes sure that everything works. He's also multi-talented and has... Uh, the uh, the capacity to do a hundred different jobs around here, which is why he was absolutely integral to how we started. We're here two years later, Greg. I know you hate doing interviews. Um, I've had to drag you kicking and screaming into this one. For someone who can do so many other things, why are you so scared of talking? Talking is definitely not one of my strong points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love behind the scenes. I love to be behind the computer screen um, watching the, the true talent perform like yourself, Gareth. <laughs> So when you started here, can you remember how it all happened? Can you remember how you got involved? It was pure chaos, long hours. Um, it feels like 10 years ago, but at the same time, it feels like a month ago. Um, I don't remember much of it. Did it traumatize you? You sound like you're traumatized. It was not an easy time, but it was a fun time. It was amazing. Do you remember how you got into Cliff Central, though? Because we employed you before we employed almost anyone else. Um, I think you met with Rena the first time. Correct. So I was working at a community radio station, um, Chai FM. Right. Um, I'd just been appointed acting station manager, um, and I was working closely with Gary, uh, Gary Hertzberg, who does the Laws of Life show on Cliff Central. Um, he found out from Rena this, um, that Gareth Cliff is going to be leaving 5FM and starting his own project. Um, we had no idea what it was or what it was going to be, but he brought me along to one of the meetings to meet Rena, um, and it kind of just happened from there. Yeah, now you, you do like being behind the scenes, you get a lot done, but you also manage a crazy bunch of people here. Um, this, is a, this is a very good team, and they all have lots of talents and lots of capabilities, but what's the toughest thing about herding the cats? Dealing with personality, I guess. Um, there's a lot of great creative talent, and with creative talent, you often get some egos. Uh-huh. Uh, Sia, not looking at you. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it's an easy but hard job at the same time. Um, it's a great bunch of people. Everyone's hardworking. Everyone's dedicated to the cause. Um, everyone has the vision um, that Cliff Central has, so it's not difficult at all. A lot's happened for you in the last uh, two years. Personally, I mean, you got married, um, you lost your mom, all of those tough personal things and exciting personal things obviously, you know, change your 
mood at the workplace, but you're pretty consistent. What's your favorite part of the job? Creating, trying things, new things, um, new technology, um, putting ourselves out there, doing things no one else has done before. Um, that's what I love. And, and when it comes to innovating and changing the game, um, do you think that we're doing enough? Yes and no. Um, certainly we're ahead of the pack. We're doing things that no one else is doing. But at the same time, technology is moving forward. There's some great innovations out there, um, which we're exploring, and hopefully we can bring you. Um, virtual reality being one, actually you can be sitting at home at, while at the same time through virtual reality goggles be in the studio across from you, you could be watching this interview, things like that um, into the future. Um, data costs are obviously coming down, so that's going to help. Um, cell phones getting better, audio quality is getting clearer. Um, so there's lots that we can be doing, but at the same time, lots that we are doing. What do you think Cliff Central will look or sound or feel like in another two years? There's no way of knowing. It, um, I didn't think it would sound and look like it is now two years later, so... Who knows, in a few years' time it could be completely different. Um, we could have a chip in our arm that automatically plays Cliff Central to our ears. It's, it's possible. Yeah, that sounds a little <laughs> bit scary, but okay. Now, are, are there any things that you think the audience don't know about what goes on behind the scenes here that they should know about? Um, I mean, they never get to talk to you. You respond to a lot of emails. You respond to a lot of the technical queries. It's but what do people not know about that they need to know? Well, we've got a very smart audience. Um, they're obviously into technology. They're using the app. They're using our website. So I deal with a lot of the support requests. Um, so generally, people are actually as smart as myself. Um, I'll try to answer something cleverly, but then they'll counter it with like, but why aren't you doing this or why aren't mm -hmm. you doing that? So I think a lot of people do get you it. You can't bullshit them. You definitely can't. Um, but then there are some, uh, some people that will just be listening to the live stream and not really think about the technology going into it. Um, and that's um, quite amazing when you actually think about it. We send in human voice, which is an analog sound, into a microphone which is reproducing your voice, sounding exactly as you would um, if you are speaking to someone, converting that to a digital signal, sending it through a whole bunch of wires, cables, processors, uh, and eventually sending that out on the internet. Um, it's an amazing piece of technology that often is just overlooked. Doesn't it give you like a lot of nachis to know that someone in oh, Switzerland, Korea, South America can hear what we're doing here every day in real time? It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And finally, who is the easiest person to get along with at Cliff Central on the team at the moment? Can I say you? No, because <laughs> then that, that, they'll think that you're just kissing ass. Can I sit on the fence and say, everyone? No. Um, <laughs> I do get along quite well with Dori because we work together on the website a lot. She's the content manager. So, right. I mean, I've, I've helped build the website. So we, we sit together a lot and discuss what should go on, what shouldn't go on, how should we do this. So she's easy to get along with. But most people, I don't have an issue with anyone really. Yeah, me neither, thank goodness. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, guys. Ben um, interviewed Kat and Jane. Kat has been the producer of Aria Kelman's show from the very beginning, and she's been from uh, the very beginning with CliffCentral.com. Uh, Kat's probably one of the, the brighter, happier, more lovely people in the office when everybody else is a bit down. She's always teasing everybody, too, um, and when she's not here, we feel it. Uh, Jane is... 
She's our domestic goddess, according to Aria Kelman, and she keeps everything in the office working. She's pretty much in charge, even though a lot of people will dispute that. Jane is also our chief mood officer, our CMO, because she comes in and she gauges the mood and she changes it accordingly. Hi, my name is Jane. I'm a host here at Live Central. I'm doing everything, actually. Welcoming the guest, doing everything, coffee, cleaning, all the stuff. What were you doing before you came to Cliff Central? I was a domestic worker. I was working at the house, at my boss' house. Okay. Yes. Um, what made you choose Cliff Central as a place to work? Uh, I liked Cliff Central because before I saw Gareth, Cliff is the person that I liked him. When I saw him at Idol, I used to tell Rina about him. And it's where they suggest that I have to come and work here with him. How has your life changed since you started working at Cliff Central? Oh, my life's changed a lot because now I'm a call screener. I'm welcoming guests. I'm seeing celebrity, all those kind of celeb every day. And I like everything about here. What don't you like about Cliff Central? Mm, nothing, actually. I like everything about here. Who is your favorite person at Cliff Central? Oh, my man, Ari Kalman. Is that because he's really good looking or just because he hates cat? It's just because me and him, we click from the first day. Who irritates you the most in this place? You, Ben. You're always quiet. Like, you irritating me all the time. What do you think Cliff Central will look like in two years' time? Uh, you know, I'm just praying all the time that we, I wish Cliff Central to grow up to be a big... You know, this is like an internet radio. I'm wishing people out there to have Wi-Fi everywhere. Then they can listen us wherever they can go, especially the rural areas. They don't know about internet radio. I'm just like printing everything at my Facebook to see that we do have a Cliff Central. Cliff Central is the live radio. You can listen wherever you go. Um, my name's Kat, and I produce Aria Show, the afternoon show, four to six weekdays. What were you doing before you came to Cliff Central? Before I came to Cliff Central, I was working in retail at Earthchild. I was a yeah, salesperson. Why did you come here? Um, well, I was done studying um, broadcasting and stuff. And then I was like, well, I need a job in radio now. And then I came to Cliff Central. That's a very uninspired <laughs> answer, okay. <laughs> well, I wanted to work in radio and I wanted to be a producer. So that's why I came here. How has your life changed since you came here? Hmm, I have learned a lot, probably stuff I wouldn't have learned anywhere else. Um, I've probably become less shy, and yeah. What do you like about being here at Cliff Central? I like that I get to hang out with Ben, and <laughs> that I get to put a really cool show together every day that people get to listen to. Who is your favorite person here? <laughs> Oh my god, this is a trick question. Um, it's okay, you can say me. It's between Ben and Sarah. Who irritates you the most here? Ari. <laughs> Definitely. What do you think the finch will look like in two years' time? Um, I think we'd probably have to move to a bigger place because it's just going to get so big and we're going to have so many presenters and people wanting to do shows. And it's going to get rid of commercial radio in South Africa and everyone's just going to be listening to online radio. Thanks, Kat. 
As I mentioned, our sales department is integral to the functioning of cliffcentral.com. Otherwise, it would just be a vanity project, and we wouldn't be able to afford to do it on the scale that we're doing it. So sales is an important component of what we're doing, and we want it to be hugely successful. Neil is actually someone I've known for a very long time, and he is our sales manager here at cliffcentral.com. And here he is being interviewed by Sia Sangwenifin. Thank you so much for spending some little time with me Pleasure, as Sia. we count down these crazy, crazy memories. Yes, so for it has people been who crazy. don't know you, yes. firstly, they are not honored and privileged enough to have your awesomeness in their lives <laughs> all the time. But uh, who is Neil Manchis and what does he do at Cliff Central? Uh, so Neil Manchis is uh, the sales guy. Uh, uh-huh. I'm the sales manager at Cliff Central, so I'm t- uh, keeping the lights on over here. Basically, Trying to yes. keep the lights on. <laughs> and what were you doing before Cliff Central? Um, before Cliff Central, I was um, doing a bit of consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, uh, I'm from primarily a corporate background, which makes this an uh, absolute breath of fresh air. So do you love pitching up to the office without a tie every day? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. That's why you Am are my number one competitor for <laughs> Heavage as well. <laughs> no, what? we can't compete with that. You're the king. You're thank the king. You, yeah. Thank you. I'll take that acknowledgement highly. Uh, so what, what for you was the main reason you came to Cliff Central? Uh, I was watching the, the, the platform for a while after it launched, and uh, obviously there's a lot of energy around it, a lot of focus around it, and being from a digital background, I saw quite a bit of potential in terms of what it could do, and it just looked like a really cool place. So um, I approached Gareth and, um, and Rena, and we had a chat, and at the time we were looking to expand the business. Uh, I think it was six months in that I actually joined, and uh, it was the right timing. Yeah. Uh, to actually start focusing on, on, on bringing brands on board and growing the business. Um, and as I said, I was, I was consulting at the time and, uh, I really just wanted to see if I could be of assistance here. Mm-hmm. And then also just, uh, be involved in, in the energy. And that, and that was it. Oh, that's like some powerful, like hitting your soul stuff. So apart from you're writing all of this down, so yeah. No, it's it's all like mental and hard notes. Oh, this is nauseating. So apart from being annoyed by Sia all the time from Monday to yes, Friday, yes, you're constantly. How <laughs> you were meant to deny that? How has your life changed by being around here? I think it's been it's been an absolute roller coaster ride. It's uh, as I said, the energy and the the um. The, the fact that it's, it's all pretty much a, a blank canvas that we're all trying to fill in and, and, uh, and express ourselves individually within that canvas. Yeah. Uh, which is very, very exciting. So I think it's, um, um, the freedom of, of, of getting you, you know, what you want to do done here within the business is, mm. is, uh, very attractive. It doesn't exist sort of in the, in the, in the corporate space where I came from where everything's very, very structured and you can check out cards and, uh, <laughs> don't you that. think that freedom is liberating, but also can cause you some anxiety because yes. you're like, what, like where are the parameters? I can literally do anything here. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So yes, the, uh, and, and that's a journey in itself in terms of trying to figure out where those borders and boundaries lie, but it is a bit intimidating sometimes. Um, but I think it's better to have that ability to express because that's really where, where you start to understand uh, yourself and your role mm-hmm. within a within a greater cause is when there are no boundaries. When there's boundaries, it's very easy to just fit in and uh, and just go with the flow and not really um, uh, push yourself mm-hmm. a- at all. Um, so without those boundaries, it makes you uh, you know think about what you're doing and think about where you're going and 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 how you'd like to and the path you'd like to go on. 
sure, sure. <laughs> I feel like you're the I one. Are you steering me in terms of these? Like, the <laughs> no, not even. You're the one person like you. One can always rely on for like sound advice and like sound, just words and true comments without being like riled up. I can, I know when I'm in a state of panic, you're the guy I always go to. So thank you for that. You could also call 911 if you ever want to. Okay. No, but then Neil Manchus is. It's quick and easy and more, way more fun. <laughs> so let's look at like the peaks and the pits of working at Cliff Central. What do you like most about working here? Uh, I think everybody says this, but I think I think what I like most is the is the energy and the people. What uh, do you like least then? Um, probably the average coffee. I think <laughs> that's. <laughs> Okay, I'll note that down in my little PR booklet, my HR booklet. Um, and then with that said. Then, and obviously the constant interruptions bus here. I was going to say, that's, let, that's let's get into the people. Because we work with, um, let's be nice and say, colorful characters. Yes, very colorful yes. characters. I'm not even going to make it. Yeah, well, let's just do it. Who's your favorite person? My favorite person? Yes. Um, of I'd, all of us here. I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to say my absolute favorite person. It's a very tricky one, obviously, but my, my favorite person is... it like is, trying to choose a favorite child, basically? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So, so it is tricky. Um, uh, Jane uh, is, is uh, absolutely... <laughs> Jane, my love I'd, 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 I'd have to say uh, tons because she's helping me keep the lights on over here. So, so Tanya, you right. Yes. I would have to say that. <laughs> you guys work together in sales. And yes. then who's your, let's not say least favorite person, but who like just riles you up sometimes? Who irritates you... More often than not. Uh, besides the guy sitting in front of me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that totally out of the podcast. Uh, no one really riles me up too much. Eh? Um, I get along pretty much with everyone. Obviously, Cal- obviously Calman does uh, does his fair share all the time. Because <laughs> what a lot of people don't but, know is uh, that like you... Tanya, who also works in sales, and Aria Kalman, who hosts, uh, you know, Kalman on Cliff Central, all share an office. Yes. And I think that is some interesting dynamic. No, that there's I... a huge amount of interesting dynamic there. And uh, there's a bit of a dispute going around uh, the office, uh-huh. uh, around who's got the ability to focus the most. And it's very much up for debate. Um, Tanya reckons that uh, when he's sitting down, uh, Kalman is, is, is very focused. But see, uh, Yes. I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> I, agree with that at I all. Shall, I will stay out of this one. Let me be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm the most focused out of all of them. But well, uh, there's yeah. a lot of debate there. But yes, it's a very tightly packed little um, sardine can in there. Yeah, um, but uh, it's lots of fun. Neil, I think l- this is now an opportunity as we reflect on what has been, as we look on what will hopefully be in the future, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is also a nice opportunity for us to just lay things on the line. And be as honest and candid as possible, you know. You know, be, You're before not like, any we move confessions on to the, out of me, sir. Uh, damn it! <laughs> All I'm saying is, do you have any embarrassing moments in the past while while you've while been here at, at, Cliff Central? at Cliff Central? Anything embarrassing that has happened? Is there anything you I want to? I cannot think of one. See, I'm just, I just hold on. Just give me a bit of a bit of time. Over yeah. Here. Is there anything you want to admit? Um, like, no. You once uh, let me just stole a teaspoon see. from the kitchen. Um, uh, you parked illegally. Really think of anything highly embarrassing that uh, nothing that would have happened. No, because um, Mabale confessed to me yes, recently yes. that she sort of had a nude moment on camera in the office here. Mabale, I'll just leave it at that. You need to listen to her interview because I was even surprised. Okay, so with you, nothing. 
Uh, see, I think you're leading me in terms of uh, <laughs> certain di- certain directions here, but uh, no, me, uh, I'm just asking a simple question. Yeah, I can't think of anything offhand. Maybe a couple of on-air moments. Um, All those beautiful. Yes, though. yes, a couple of on-air moments. Uh, yeah, the, I was here for probably around a week or two, mm-hmm. and um, our our tech show host didn't show up. So oh. obviously, from a tech background, I had to be pulled in. I uh, got pulled into the into the studio. The beauty of work. Yeah, the yes. beauty of working here. So t- together with Flexi, we, we hosted the tech show. I remember that. Yes, yes. So I had to hustle a few, uh, few guests in there and, uh, and all of that. But that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty hairy. It was my first time on, uh, on air. But look at you, a multi-talented sales <laughs> I'm manager. Still not on air. <laughs> but then, lastly now, w- you know, we've had a very interesting two years here at Cliff Central. And as our second birthday is, you know, right now, really, what would you hope or where do you hope Cliff Central is in the next two years? Well, I think in the next two years, I'd, I'd really hope we had some decent coffee. <laughs> That's all for you. That really is it but for see, you. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, this this is, uh, and you might want to write this down as well. But Ooh, this obviously, is a quote now. <laughs> Brace yourself. But this is a this is a journey, I think, for everyone, and to try and figure out what it actually looks like at the end is is um, is a tricky one. I think that as long as we've all got the space to sort of play. And uh, and figure out what what this means for each each of us in our own specific uh, environments. I think it's a culmination of that at the yeah. end uh, at the end of the two years. And um, if we can continue to express and develop, uh, then who knows what it's going to look like. Um, but it but it is a journey. And if we did know, it wouldn't be that exciting, would it? <laughs> Sure. See what I mean? The guy can always rely on for sound advice. Neil Manchie, thank you so much for chatting to me. Thanks, yeah. It's been an absolute honor. I'll see you in two years' time as we look back at the last four. You're not going anywhere. I'm part of the furniture, basically. No one can get rid of me. Mr. Gareth Cliff, it's about time I got to interview you. Hello, Flex. For the next 10 minutes, God have no mercy. (laughs) This is your baby. Your baby's two years old. Cliff Central. Yeah. Just Mazeltov on that? Thank you. Yeah. And Simentov and Mazeltov. How does it feel to be a proud father of a two-year-old, what, baby? Um, you know, it's ironic. My, my brother's son is also two. So I compare my baby with that baby, and my baby's way more interesting. We've got just such an incredible team of people here. We have produced hours and hours and hours of incredible discussion, incredible conversation, Incredible reflection. So I feel I've won. Now, before meeting a person, you have your initial impression and then you meet them and then you have your actual impression that they caused on you. Mm-hmm. What was your initial impression of Cliff Central before you started it and right now up until this point two years later? Um, the initial impression was was nothing. I, I had no idea of what we were going into. All I knew is it was time for change i knew it was time to invent something completely different and i knew that we needed to create a platform that everybody could share in it wasn't going to be about my vision and it wasn't going to be about rena's vision or even all the other people on the team it was going to be something that evolved with a whole lot of really interesting south african voices and a diversity of talent and and inspiration and empowerment and information and all the things that that make us great you walk around Cliff Central and you're quite recognizable. Now, if someone who didn't know you, how would you explain yourself in, let's say, one sentence? Oh, no, I hate that. I, I don't know how to describe myself in a sentence. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in 
people. I'm interested in stories. I'm interested in, in knowledge. I'm interested in information. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about the world. Um, I, I don't know how to describe all the aspects of my personality. It's like if I asked you that, anything you say feels like it's not including everything. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I hate that kind of question. It's like when someone says to you, describe yourself in a word, which is even worse, because what word is there? You get those psychometric tests yeah. that say, describe yourself in three words. Uh, now you have to pinpoint yourself into three tiny words. You just know it's not going to be a good description, and you're going you're gonna to feel like, oh, but I should have said that, and I should have said that. I don't know. I don't want to do too much introspection. You were once an employer, and now you're a boss. How does it feel to be a boss of Cliff Central? Do you find well, your mentality's changed in the work field? You've had to become more serious by any chance? I, I, I was once an employee. Employee, I yeah. meant. Um, it's much easier to work for someone in every way than it is to run your own business. There's very little self-satisfaction. Like you get home at night if you work for someone and you can put that stuff aside after you've done all your work and you can actually be yourself and you can get on with your life. When you run a business and you, and you are responsible for people and you have to pay other people before you can get paid and you, you, you go home at the end of the day, you don't stop thinking about your business. It's very lonely it's very scary you're constantly worried about the bottom line you're worried about whether you're meeting your your benchmarks and your milestones you're concerned about staff you're concerned about sponsors and advertisers it's just it's a world of extra responsibilities that i never had when i was employed all i had to worry about was me uh, this is a lot more stressful and, and not always fun. Everybody goes, oh, you know, entrepreneurship is the way and that's the most exciting thing you can be in. All these successful people who started off as entrepreneurs, there are equally, in fact, there are probably far more people who've gone into entrepreneurship and failed because it's gut-wrenchingly hard. This is not fun for me yet. I love parts of it, but overwhelmingly it has been Scary and stressful and, and occasionally rewarding, um, but in, in much smaller proportions than I'd thought. When you have your own business and like a career path, you always have to have people you look up to in life that motivate you to get to where they are. Who are these people for you? Sure. You're actually very good at this stuff. Huh? <laughs> you really are. Um, look, uh, Rena, my business partner, is, is a, she's like a wise sage and, and Rena will never be interviewed. Um, she'll never be on the air. She hates it. But I can tell you now that she is one of the most thoughtful, connected, uh, sensitive, sensible people that I have ever met. And, and that's why I'm proud to have her as a business partner. I'm lucky to have her as, as a kind of mentor and friend. And everybody needs someone that they can trust that's got their back because you really shouldn't in business trust anyone. But when you find that person and you do trust them, it's very rewarding because you can go to them with everything and they know every part of your business and you can figure things out together rather than have to worry all on your own. Hmm. And nobody can do anything in this world all on their own. Trust me. It's not possible. So Rena is a part of that, a, a huge part of that. In terms of people that inspire me, I mean, you, you, you could claim anybody. There are lots of people, whether they're – uh, world leaders, whether they're public intellectuals, whether they're just brave advocates of freedom of speech. There are lots of people who've made me who I am, but uh, to single one out would be very difficult. 
as a boss, it's important to have a good team behind you, a steady foundation that's looking for the best interests of your company. Mm. What, how do you feel about your team that you've created? I love this team. I, I, I have never come to the office and gone, oh, this bunch of people again. I really like the, 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 the fact that everybody here is energetic, youthful. Um, they're determined. They're all hard workers. Everybody brings their own talent to the table. And it feels like an extended family. I mean, we spend a lot of time together. You know this. Yeah. And there are occasionally fights and arguments, but there's overwhelmingly laughter and love and support. And when you start something new like this, if you don't have people who believe in the vision, you have nothing. And in this place, I feel like everybody is part of that vision and everybody believes in that vision. And we are changing the world. And that can be very tough. Because sometimes you get questioned by people who don't believe in the same things you do. And sometimes they say they'll throw everything but the kitchen sink at you as to why you won't succeed. And you have to keep telling them why you will. And you have to believe it. And we have a diverse and an incredible team of really just some of the most, uh, some of the most excellent people that I've had the pleasure of working with. I couldn't have done better. Each day and each second, Cliff Central is getting bigger and bigger and doing more things. Soon mm. you're going to have to start employing more people. Yeah. What are you looking for in someone to become oh. part of the Cliff Central team? I don't want to employ any new people for a while. I think we've got to keep it lean and mean, and we've got to keep um, all doing our very best at this level. I think we've got to look after the people that we've currently got um, and, and give them even more reasons to be involved and to be happy here. And I think when it comes to hiring new people, they've got to be people who bring something that we don't already have. And since we already cover so many bases, whoever else gets employed here are going to have to be specialists in fields like finance or in fields like um, engineering or in fields that we don't already cover. And, and as I say, there are few of those, so it would have to be very specialized people. Now, the – attributes that someone has within them and the feelings and the thoughts and the actions all come from where they started. Tell me and describe to me what happened when you touched your first microphone. When was it? When did it happen? Sure. Um, the first time I went on air was on campus radio. It was midnight in 1996. 1996. Mm -hmm. How old were you? I was... Four years old. Four, okay. So you were four. I, I went in front of a mic for the first time. And it was terrifying because I was, I was bad. I was really, really bad. I couldn't – I had everything scripted. I was totally nervous. It, it was a disaster. If you could hear that show now, there's no way you would have said this guy has a future <laughs> in broadcasting at all. In fact, you would have thought – there are people who've gone on here on cliffcentral.com who've never been in front of a mic before who did a hundred times better than me. And it's been, you know, 20 years of broadcasting now and a lot has happened. I mean, uh, I'm very pleased with the way the career has gone. Who knows? It might have been different. I might have actually become a lawyer. I might have gone into some other business. But um, looking back, I have no regrets. Now, this might be a hard one to do, but soon your baby will be 21 years old. Sure. It's two years old now. At its 21st birthday, you're going to have to give a speech because 21 is a big age. At its 21st birthday, I'll be very old. How would your speech sound like in 21? It sounds like this. Hello. 
<clears throat> and then I'll probably shit myself, and that'll be the end of the speech. <laughs> Gareth Cliff, everybody, thank you so much. Thanks, Flex. Cliffcentral.com.